what up guys i am going live with miss rogers hood but honestly i don't know how we're doing it i just messaged her before coming on here and i'm like hey are we going live like co-hosting or as a multi-guest how are we doing this and i haven't heard back from her so i was gonna wait to see what happens hopefully i'll get like a an alert from her so if you guys don't know who she is um she let me see if she's live oh there she is okay let me invite her hi i was just saying that i messaged you and i was like i don't know how we're going live like are, i was like are we doing co-host are we doing like you know guests how are we doing it so i was like oh all right there she is <laughs> good because i just looked for you i'm like oh alex is gonna be on soon oh my gosh <laughs> I, I, didn't know if we, I didn't know if we were supposed to wear the same one but i have a different one on <laughs> well it's your merch i can go put the other one on this one no I no like no them both. this yeah. actually fits pretty good it does you just i washed it and then i didn't put it in the dryer the first time and it didn't shrink Oh, so. definitely don't put it in the dryer. I don't put I don't put my good clothes in the dryer. Like just like my wearing around the house clothes. But this is the other one. It's finding my way back home. It's the black version because I also have the galaxy version, which I think I have right here, by the way. Um, it's like all completely ugh, galaxy. Actually, you know what? I just did laundry, so I'll show you guys. Okay, so this is the um all galaxy finding my way back home, which she got. Um, it runs really small. It's like a crop top jersey. So get like um, a size up, maybe yeah. two sizes up, but it's really soft. So I have an extra large. And then this is the um, Time is an Illusion shirt, which um, you can get in like a whole bunch of different colors. I just got the yellow one because it goes good with my hair. But um, the pink one is super cute. And there's a bunch of different colors. So this is Time is an Illusion, and it's really, really comfortable in women's. But if you want, like, a looser fit, definitely get a size up as well. All the clothes run kind of small. The guy's shirts are a little um, rougher and tighter on the hips. So that's what I suggest. There's also hoodies. So that's my shameless plug at the beginning of our life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good plug. It's a good plug. She's also she's also an affiliate for Rogers Hood. Unfortunately, on my lives, I give 10% off, but it's Alex Serves, if you forget. So if you just type in Alex Serves, and she, you get 5% off because we have her being part of Rogers Hood. Yeah, so I haven't made a video on it yet because I have a whole timeline. <laughs> no, no pun intended on my content. A whole timeline on how I want to do this. So as you guys know, I've been talking a lot about the water and how they are... Mm -hmm putting shit in our water which by the way I totally forgot to make a video about this today but yesterday I was at work and I work outside um a patio as a server we always have I mean I've been there since April of last year we have a ton of birds a ton of pigeons seagulls different birds that obviously just want to eat off the guest plate and they're always around there's they're like really annoying and then I think like are birds real are they watching me I don't know but anyway they're everywhere so um, yesterday I know I, I noticed they were working on our beverage station where we get the drinks. And after they were done, I took a sip of water and the water tasted different. And I was like, ew, the water tastes different. It tastes like I said it tasted like chlorine. And my and my coworker was like, it tastes like mold. And so I was like, I don't like the way the water tastes. It tastes really weird. And I drink water there every day at work. 
And now the water tastes weird. And then I noticed that all of the birds had like fucking diarrhea. They were shitting all over the fucking <laughs> patio. And they never do that. Like, sure, once here or there, but they were like shitting on the guests, shitting on us, and they were fucking shitting everywhere. And I was like, they're fucking poisoning the water even for the fucking birds because the birds are getting really sick and they were never sick like that before. So the water, because they just pl- passed that, like, you don't, the water doesn't need to be clean, Bill. Now all the water is shit. And my sister was working out on the patio, on our patio in our apartment. And she was on the treadmill and a bird like attacked her. Like it oh like flew in super injured and like was flopping around everywhere. She freaked out and the bird looked super disoriented. And so she was like, that's so weird. And it was both yesterday. So like when I was at work, it happened with the birds being all weird. And then we got home. So I think they're definitely doing something to the water. So, you know, I'm they are. Yeah. We so don't many- test the water the way everyone thinks we test the water. It, no. And, it, and a- they test it with, like, so many things that can pass the test. Like, yeah. they, don't, they don't cut anything out. They don't. And it, they test it with bacteria. And if there's no bacteria, then they just stop. Because they think that you can't have anything living in it if it's zero bacteria. But ours has no bacteria in it, but it has worms. Like, legit, you can see the worms. We could see them. And I was like, Jeremy, see? And he's like, I don't see anything. I'm like, oh, my God. How do you not see the worm egg right there? It's right I there. I feel like I've also seen it, but I don't know what it looks like. But I did put a video up. Um, like, sometime during the winter, I put my feet in the sink. And then I just saw, like, all this sh- Well, before I even put my feet in, I was filling up the sink because I was sitting on my counter. And I filled it up because um, I don't have a tub. I only have a shower. So I filled it up and um, I started seeing the water was like super dirty. I was like, ew, what is this? And I like made a video and posted it on here because I was like, dude, San Diego's water is disgusting. It literally smells like sewer water the minute it comes out. It it's so dirty. It is. Isn't it crazy? The UN, well, now they passed that law, but the UN made it so that everyone had clean and safe drinking water. And the fact that like, zero shits are given and that we're supposed to just like bend for ourselves is kind of crazy yeah i don't understand why why it's okay then if they pass that it was so it's been that way since the 50s that the un has had the territory over all of our countries to to say that you can you have to provide clean and safe drinking water and we were we were the exception like the united states always had that the way, like, everything is a lie. Like, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything they've told us is such a fucking lie. So, I wanted to put those videos up first before I did this test. So, um, you're friends with him because you... What's his name again? I'm so sorry. Evan. Evan. You're friends with Evan because you um, started going on this journey of wanting to do, mm-hmm. like, a parasite cleanse, right? Yeah. Like, I was on a journey of getting off of big pharma meds and that you was worked my in, journey. but you worked in the medical industry for years before that yeah I worked in the medical industry since 2004 and I have two healthcare degrees and I worked as a professor before I got super sick and I finished my bachelor's and then I worked in academia and I wrote some books and then I got really sick and I had to like leave life in general and then we moved to this property and in the process, I started seeing things for the way they were. Like, I was awake, but I wasn't, like, where I'm at now, right? Like, 
we all have different awakenings at different times. And then I found out that Amanita, which is the toadstool mushroom, was is the same DNA structure as the benzodiazepine that I was on and I needed to get off of it. And so I started researching that. And then that kind of just led me into more of a wormhole going down further. Oh, okay. So they stole the plant. Well, what can I use this plant instead of this medication? And so I started to kind of put two and two together. And then I wasn't getting better. Like I was, I was getting better, but I wasn't at the point in my health that I should have been for everything I had changed. And it was because I had worms and no one believed me. Even Jeremy struggled, my husband. And so we looked, so we, we both saw worms. We started cleansing. And then um, I started noticing that there was something going on in our water and, and everyone was here because they sell this area. This is the best water in the country. Yeah. And so I said, oh, well, I think it's in our water, Jeremy. And he was like, no, there's no way. And I'm like, I think it's in our water. So I started researching companies that did parasites testing in the water. And there was no one, no one. So I got the stool test from Evan. And I said, hey, I'll talk about you on my channel. Because <laughs> at the time I had like 100,000 followers. I'm like, it's good publicity for you. If you give me a test because they're 250 bucks, you give me a test, I'll talk about you for a video. He's like, okay. So I took the test and it came back positive with Cryptosporidium parvium, which is what kills par what kills puppies. It's parvo. Oh my God. Jeremy came back with Giardia defragilis and roundworm, physical worm. And I was like, it's in our water. And Jeremy's like, I don't think so. I'm like, it what is. year and was I, it? Just last year. Wow. It's all, we're on, like my all on the same fucking frequency. Like we're all yeah. getting the same messages. Yeah. And then we sent the water off. We tested it where we live in the trailer. And then we tested it at the road because we have access. We built this property ourselves. So we have access to it. We tested both because we knew that the state would come back and say, oh, it's because your trailer. And I'm like, nope, nope. We tested it at the road. And they both came back positive. And then we got all of the filters. So our whole property's filtered. And we tested it again. And it's negative. So we know, like, yeah. But I said to Evan, I go, I wish someone did water tests. He's like, I do. And I'm all, what? Shut the front fucking door. You do them? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, send me one now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So she found Evan and tested mm -hmm. her water and they found all that out last year. What what month? Do you remember what month last year? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's all on tape, too. <laughs> it's all. It was part of this weird parasite journey from last July. So October is when I got my stool test. November is when I sent my water off. December is when I got my results. And January is when we, January 1st, actually, is when we were, like, filtered the whole property. January 1st of this year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. We literally are, like, on the same wavelength. So, um, so she found Evan. And then, um, I don't know how you and I started becoming, or when did we start following each other? Um, about when you were talking about your ayahuasca, because I oh. love plant medicine and I want to do ayahuasca. I'm just, I got to do like, I did like mushies and I did like my own little journey here. I've never done anything in a group. That's what I was, I would start talking to you because I wanted to know about your group, like how it was in a group. And then I, wanna... like, I found out they're trying to kill us with the water and I'm like, oh my God, they are. <laughs> 
Yeah. Can can somebody tell me how to pin a comment? I want to pin Jolie98's comment because I want to answer her question. Can I don't you know. How... Will you let me know? Because I don't know how either. Uh, I think, Jolene, can you submit it as a question instead of in the chat? She asked, She asked. Um, does anybody have any good uh, recommendations for a parasite cleanse? So I do want to get back to that um, question. Um, so anyway, oh, wait. So I left you a voice message before this, and I said, I don't know your actual name. I don't it's know. Kim. Did you tell your name or no? Yeah, it's Kim. It's Kim Rogers. Kim. Okay, Kim. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I guess okay. I seen any videos with your name and then we just started talking and I never <laughs> asked your name um so anyway so Kim um found me and I don't know how I started following you back um I think you started just messaging me and um that's how we started talking and then I ended up following you back and then I saw that you did this parasite cleanse <clears throat> and your video went viral for it it's like mm. a, what is it like 8 million views I think like 9.7 yeah and so then you went viral for that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And that was, I think that was back in November. I think you posted that. Of so year. I went viral in July of last year. And it was, like, in the middle of, because we're building a log home. So it wasn't like I'm all, oh, I'm going to post this and hope go viral. It's like, I'm going to post it as a joke. And then I, like, got off my got off my TikTok that day and was working on the house. I opened it up and it had, like, a million views. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to be known as the worm lady. The worm lady had worms. Um, Somebody said... Wait, did you say something before this? Because it just says, uh, by the way, you you are two different people. How did you have something in common? <laughs> well, you know, two different people can have similar interests. Yeah. And we do in plant medicine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I guess you saw my ayahuasca video where I said under, mm. under ayahuasca, I saw that they were poisoning us with the water. Yeah. And, um, and then now I'm very big on talking about it because there's a lot of information coming out about the water being contaminated. So, um, water's my jam. I love frequencies, water, parasites, and conspiracies. I mean, like you can't get any more deep digging than a 1951 D-class CIA document that uh, that talks about how parasites mimic tumors. Wow, they do. Yeah. Somebody said that we're buffering a lot. Probably. But um, anyway, so we started talking. And before I went to ayahuasca, she recommended I do a parasite cleanse. And I was like, well, I don't want to do anything before doing the medicine. So I'm just not going to do that. But like, I'll get back to you after. And then after ayahuasca and I had some time for that to settle in, I ended up um, messaging her and was like, hey, um, I think I want to do the cleanse and then I think, um, I, guess, I think you started talking about Evan, I'm guessing. And then, yeah. uh, oh, we started talking about, um, like, partnerships, like, with brands. And you've helped me get a few with um, Aries Essentials and Fresh Cat Mushrooms. Um, you got me in contact with them, which I really appreciate. And then you got me in contact with Evan. And Evan is the one who sells the water test. Mm-hmm. So now that I have a few videos posted about the water um, I'm going to do the water test soon. I'm going to Vegas in a few days, so I won't be doing it like in the next week. But that's the next step is I'm going to test the water and we're going to see if there's anything in there. And then he also sells the, the, 
stool test. Mm-hmm. He can do like a stool test on you like you do on dogs at the vet. And he can tell you if you have any worms. So I'm going to do that. I just told my sister about it and said, do you want to test your poop? And she was like, what? And I was like, we can do four samples. So I can do two and you can do two if you want to check. And she was like, that is so weird to collect your poop. I said, I know. That's why it's taken me very long to do this. Because it took me like a month for it to settle in my brain that I have to collect my poop. But then you let me know that there's something in the package that will just like catch it. And yeah, we don't have to like dig for it. So I'm like, okay, that's better. <laughs> it is so. weird. It's so it's difficult because, you know, you got you got to scoop, but it you just kind of scoop and then dump and then that's it. Like it's really easy, but it is difficult for most people to wrap their head around doing that themselves. It is, but it's yeah. cool because it tells you everything. Like if you have. Uh, mold in your your gut if you have parasites candida and candida is a lot of issues it's the overgrowth of yeast um which if you crave sugar a lot that's that's the biggest indication like it's 31 different things and it gives you a better snapshot than even most blood work i think it's cool i like to know what's going on in this vessel somebody said um I can't, we can't let anybody else into this because of the way the live is set up. So if you guys have a question, you're going to have to write it in because they wanted to like be on video, but there's no option for us to when we're doing it oh, as, yeah. as co-hosts. Um, and then, yeah, sorry. Everybody wants me to talk about CERN. You could talk about CERN. I, I, I mean, I read, a, I read a lot about CERN. I just think that we're all going to see what's going to happen, right? Like, we all want to know. Yeah. Um, so I posted a video about it today and said that they are, I feel like, okay, so somebody commented, they already turned it on. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised because what if they already turned it on the day they announced it? Because then it put everybody into this fear-like state of like, <gasps> Oh my God, like everybody was giving energy to CERN the the last couple, the last few days. So what if they turned it on already before July 5th and then when they announced it publicly, they wanted everybody's energy to be so focused on that. So the next, like, they announced it like, I want, what, like two weeks before they turn it on. So then they have two weeks to suck people's energy. And then on July 5th, it's like a big essential suck of energy if you're in these like low vibrations. Also... The like, there's like a solar thing with Sirius and the sun that it opens a portal for like freedom. Um, and then planets are also aligned, which hasn't happened in 2000 years. So there's a lot going on in the awakening right now. And so it's pretty exciting. It is. It's really exciting. And you can believe what you want on each level. And that is your, your universe. And that's your vibration. Do you know who Sam the illusionist is? Mm-hmm. I've talked about him. Um, he did a uh, video recently and he asked, he channeled um, the Galactic Federation, the other side, and he asked, is the earth flat or round? And they answered, the earth is what, the earth is flat or round depending on what, like, what timeline you're on. So, like, what, like, how advanced your soul is, essentially. Um Pretty much, like, if you're in, I don't know how to say it, but, like, there's different uh, density levels. And then, what depending on which one we're on is how we will see if it's flat around. But the point is, it doesn't really matter because 
like we like I was talking to JK Ultra and she was saying she thinks that we live in like a holographic reality where our higher selves are in like a hypnotic sleep like state and dreaming this and playing it kind of like Avatar right so um I think that's a great theory um and that like yeah our higher selves are like waking up because they're falling you know when you're asleep and then it's like daytime and your body starts getting out of the sleep and waking up to this waking reality like that's essentially what's happening with our higher selves like they're asleep but like it's getting morning and they're about to wake up after this deep sleep so like it's so exciting and yeah so like you said whatever way you see the world is mm-hmm. what's what you're going to be seeing coming up essentially your realm i mean yeah you you're about right. it like i this morning i posted a video talking about mother nature and like how deworming has allowed me to be more accepting of my intuition because a lot of us shove it away because it you know it's freaky when you can use your your powers or your your gifts anyway and now look i get to talk about some trees that like talk like moved on me like Bro. so right like it was cool as hell like I'm out here like I hang with my trees all the time but the fact I got to like put it on video and show people that they like talk with you and they move with you is cool but Jeremy thinks the earth is round and he is he is like never going to be convinced it's flat so like that's his world my world is I don't really care you know right like anyway back to the plants so yeah so like both of them like it's what you create in your own mind. It's what you manifest in your own mind, you know, and it, and it yeah. really is legit. And it just gets better when you decalcify yes. and you deworm. And sometimes the crazier shit happens when you're on wormwood, you know, because wormwood is what they put in absinthe. So like, right, like it's not to that extent with the, the parify, but it is, it does make you have more more growth and you feel like it's definitely something there but yes the plants and they all come and talk with you like it's all legit it is yeah so you saw that video going around of the girl that says tree if you can hear me touch my shoulder okay so I was at the park today and I was like all right I'll try it and so I recorded myself because I was like let's see if it works and I said um you know tree if you can hear me tap my shoulder and then it's like it moved, but like the wind also blew at the same time. So then I was like, okay, okay, let's try it again. And then I stood next to it and I said it again. And it like legit reached out and touched me. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And then I like, I was like, okay, let's try it with a different plant on this tree. Like it had like a bunch of different styles of plants and leaves. So then I moved over to the other one and I, it was like lily petals kind of looked like. And I was like, hi, um, if you can uh, hear me t- touch my shoulder or whatever, and it legit, like, did the same thing. And then it started, like, touching me from under here and over here. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, but the wind was, like, blowing really hard. And then I said, well, what if it's just the wind? Like, you know, and then all of a sudden the wind blew even harder. And so I was like, okay, so everybody's working together right now. Like, we've got the plant life and the wind working together to prove this to me. Yeah. Because we are all, and like, L- we're, what if, like, okay, <laughs> sorry. What if the wind and the tree are like ourselves in our other densities? So like, you know, because we are first, first density, we're an element. Second density, we're a plant life. So we're essentially all of them at once, like the Holy Trinity. And so the wind was helping the trees touch me to prove that that's my reality. Like, how cool. 
It is cool. Because look, so someone said on my video that the wind, it was the wind. Look at how dead. Like, we literally have no wind ever. So you're right. When we're like, I was like, okay, go ahead. Let's show them. And it was like, then you could see the tree was getting all excited and a little wind. So yeah, I mean, it all worked together. It all to worked make together. It. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, that's the same thing that happened while I was under ayahuasca. When I, after I saw the vision of the water and the people in it, um, I got really hot and I was under the sun and I was like, oh my God, it's so hot. And then the guys brought over this like canopy to put over me and I was like burning up and I was like, thanks. Can you guys also manifest the wind? And they were like, what? And I was like, can you manifest the wind? I need a breeze. And they were like, you can call for the wind. And I was like, oh. And they're like, call for it. The wind will come. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, with my eyes closed. And I was like, wind, I need you. Can you please bring a breeze? I'm really hot. And all of a sudden, it started blowing. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, wind. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And then it got stronger and stronger. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, very strong. And then it kept getting stronger. It got to the point where it felt like there was an AC blowing on me. It got so cold so fast. And I was like, okay, I got it, Wind. Thank you. You came. Excuse me, can I get a blanket, please? And I saw <laughs> a blanket and they were like cracking up. And my friend at the same time was somewhere else in the yard and like got a download that said call for the wind at the same time while I was going through that. And so she called for the wind. And that's why it got so strong at that moment. So honestly, when I said, hey, tree, if you're if you're in there, if someone's in there, can you hear me? Can you tap my shoulder? The one's like, yeah, tap her shoulder. And then like pushed it. Here you go. You know what I'm saying? So it all works together. It does. It's so cool. It's so I'm glad people are seeing it and we're able to like talk about it and express it because people that were like, us before we're just considered <laughs> strange and crazy but like we've always been intuitive you know I yeah. was so yesterday I had to go hike because we have usnea are you familiar with usnea it's in our tinctures it helps um well it helps you lose weight that's what usnea the plant when they stole the DNA of usnea they made it into usnic anyway so we were walking and it's kind of starting to dry here and I said, oh, Jeremy, do you think we're going to have a hard time finding Usnia for our tinctures? And all of a sudden, we went just a little past where we normally go, and there was a plethora. And it was not there a couple of weeks ago. It, so, because, you know, I'm getting nervous. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we sell a lot of kits, and I want to make sure we have Usnia, and I want to find another spot. If not, and then, bam, it was, like, everywhere, everywhere. That's amazing. Wait, where do you live? I live in the outskirts of the Ho Rainforest. Where's that? In Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. Washington, like these are these are the trees. They're huge. They're oh they're really really big. How's the weather there? We finally stopped getting rain. It's been cloudy. We our trees are suffering because they've had no sun. Today's the first day of sun since like October, which is really abnormal. We normally get at least some sun in May and some sun in June, but they're messing with the weather, you know? Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, oh, thank you, Faye Doll Life. Um, yeah, so um, let's see what else. We got CERN coming on July 5th. Um, and then the Looking Glass. Did you hear okay. about the Looking Glass? Yeah. 
Yeah, I I know about the Looking Glass. Okay, what do you they know? They have. It? Okay, so my dad was a colonel in nuclear missiles. That's like how I grew up. And when he went from one base to another, he flew on something that was called the Looking Glass. And it was tailored around the way that things changed in our world. And he flew on it. It was just him, the president or the vice president, depending on the day, a bunch of generals and then um, the pilot. And they would do they would perform tasks as if there was nothing left on the earth. And then he would land and come home and have like meatloaf, like just normal. So they tailored it around that whole looking glass scenario. Interesting. Yeah. What do you know? Uh, Tell me. (laughs) Okay. So I just know the history of the looking glass, not personal experience on the looking glass. So the looking glass, and I, and I have two videos of this in my drafts because it took me too long to tell the whole story, but I didn't want to do a long form video because people don't like to sit through those. Um, So the looking glass was first left by higher dimensional beings to the, to the lands of Samaria, like way back in the day before Sumerians got wiped out. So the looking glass was left by six dimensional beings. The looking glass is like a crystal ball. So it's a crystal that can show you future possible timelines. So um, the thing is, okay, so, the higher dimensional beings left it for the Sumerians so that the Sumerians could use it to see the possible out, um, possible out timelines that could come out and um, hopefully save themselves um, from, you know, destruction. Well, back then, there wasn't, like, modern-day technology where people could... Um, oh, everybody's saying it's buffering. Is yours, Are people saying it's buffering? Yeah. It's because two people that shouldn't be talking are talking. I know we're talking about the looking glass and it's yeah. so good too. So good. So, so the higher dimensional beings left it for the Sumerians. The Sumerians weren't able to communicate with everybody in the land. So they ended up getting destroyed and wiped out, but the looking glass crystal lived in the land. Uh, the land now is Palestine and, um, in the not, nowhere before the 1980s, sometimes after 1980, the U.S. military found it uh, when they were over there. So the U.S. military found the looking glass and then handed it on over to the elites. Now, the military that found it was um, the person that found it was a fourth dimensional being that came here for that purpose. So, as you know our species was created with ultimate free will. Um, so the thing is, we keep fucking up our lifetime, our, our timelines over and over again with this free will. So these higher dimensional beings were like, okay, we can't keep doing this. They wipe themselves off with Egypt. They wipe themselves off with Atlantis. They wipe themselves off with Samaria. They keep wiping themselves out. What are we going to do? And then somebody was like, well, um, what if we go down there in human form? And we take over a human body, but like we are that human. And then we find this and then expose it and then give them ideas in their heads of things that they can do to save themselves, but not force them because we can't control them like puppets, but we can give them the thought and then maybe they can solve the riddle. And they were like, good idea. Let's go. 
So that's what they did. So they took over these bodies of um, these guys in the military that found the crystal. But once you're on Earth, you forget your whole purpose. So they handed it over to the freaking elites. And then the elites since then were trying to figure out how to turn it on. How do you turn this looking glass on? They couldn't figure it out. So they ran a bunch of tests on it and were trying to figure out how to get it on. Nobody could figure it out except for when a fourth dimensional being stood in front of it. It activated it. So the person, the fourth dimensional being would stand in front of it. It would activate it. And depending on who was like near or by the looking glass, look at the looking glass, the timelines would display and change. So if I'm looking at the looking glass, I can see different timelines and different outcomes. If you're looking at it, see different timelines and different outcomes. So that's what they did with us, which is why they're always ahead of the game and why the Simpsons tell everything. They already could have seen all the multiple timelines. So the issue is that um, the looking glass cannot see past 2030. So they've been trying to fix it and trying to figure out why can't the looking glass see past 2030. Uh, All the possible timelines cancel out in 2030. So they don't understand Well, apparently back in 2012, um, there was, which like now it was really 2020 because of the Ethiopian slash Gregorian calendar thing, Mm -hmm. um, two years ago, essentially all the timelines merged together and created like the ultimate timeline. And now, um, the timeline shifted to a positive timeline instead of the negative because we've been in the disintegration process for 13,000 years. So now it's time to reintegrate again. So now the only timeline that's left is positive, and that's why they cannot see past 2030 because their reality is over in 2030, whereas our reality is officially beginning yep. in 2030. So um, that's what the whole looking glass thing is. Yeah. And somebody said that it could be destroyed in 2030, and I said... No, because it's messages from six-dimensional beings. And they were like, yeah, but if there's nobody there to see it, then it could be destroyed because the old Earth would have been destroyed. And, like, that's a very good point. So it would be destroyed by us ascending. I think that going to the sixth sixth dimension is scary for them. Oh, yeah. and that, But you'll also see a lot of these these entities start switching to the positive timelines just because they'd rather be alive than just have their timeline end completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they might switch to the positive. So yeah, that's that's the tea on the looking glass. And then your dad was like a part of it? Like, what the fuck? They're, so they, they have like a military back like backing and they utilize different ideas and they create different um, like games uh They call it being on the stage, right? So they have multiple different ways of presenting certain things. Yeah. Dude, that is so obvious. That is so obvious. Yeah. And I didn't understand it because, like, I don't talk to my parents. Like, it's been six years. They're just, I'm so beyond what what they wanted as a kid, I think. Oh, my God. But I would... I would. I want to be you in the future. I want to be you when I grow up. I would. I would listen to my dad talk, and I would be like, "Wait, I don't. I don't understand. Tell me why they call it the Looking Glass." And he's like, "There's things I can never say, and I have to take to my grave." And I'm like, "Okay, 
but why do they call it that? Like, there's a whole other thing about what the looking glass really is. And it wasn't until probably my early 20s before I went into the matrix, because I did go into the matrix for a little while, <laughs> that I kind of started putting two and two together that I was like, okay, so he was a part of things that like, he can't ever talk about and underground and was this like a mil a military or government thing? Yeah. Yeah. But they, they base it off of what they already know, especially right. when you work with the elites. Right. Oh mm -hmm. my God. If I would have known this is what our life was going to be. <laughs> How exciting. It's so interesting. Cause I feel like um, everything always connects. Like I mm -hmm. was just talk making videos about this today. And then you like you have a connection to it in your personal life. That's not a coincidence. Like that's insane. It's like, we really are. I love putting a piece of the puzzle together every day. Like I love puzzles and I would play, I would play Sudoku for fun, which is like rearranging the numbers, like every which way. Mm -hmm. And I love numbers and math was my only good subject in school. And I love like figuring out mysteries. So I was like, not me in a real life movie right now, like figuring it out. That's why they say they call it the stage because yeah. this all the world is a stage. We are playing characters right now. And like, I definitely leveled up since my last character before 2020. I'm just going to say. I leveled up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I leveled up. Yeah. I, and I think we all have levels. Like I know my next level will be us finishing this dream, which is the log home that we hand built ourselves. So that's like, and I think for a lot of people, it's hard when you, know what your level up's going to be, but you're just not there yet. Yeah. And that's what they want, right? They want you to fear that you're not going to finish to the level that you're going to, you're going to, something's going to happen before the level. And I think me and you have talked about this and my, my viewers know, but like, I wasn't supposed to be here to see this finish. Oh, why do you think that you weren't supposed to be here to see it? Finish? Well, I, I had a mini stroke in January of last year. Oh my yeah, God. I came, we came, I came to the property to die. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy to talk about. I'm okay talking about it now, but I came here to heal or die. And I set everything in motion for Jeremy, my husband, so that if anything happened to me, which we were prepared, that it would be easy breezy. Everything was done. He didn't have to worry about anything. Finances were done. Like everything was ready to roll for him. If something happened, I just needed him to grieve. Like, I'm like, you can grieve. That's it. That's, that's all your job is. What so, happened? Like, how long were you out for? Did you have a near death experience? What did you see? <laughs> I had a near death experience when I was um, 18 in Portland, Oregon. And that's like, a whole, I've never, I've never openly admitted that to anyone, but two of my besties. Um, yeah. I had a near death experience. So sometimes when, when, and I have goosebumps, sometimes when I think about all of this, I think. Is this like the seven seconds of my life? You know, that seven seconds that you, is this what it is? Mm. So, so it's freaky because when you have had a near death experience and you see the things going after while you're watching yourself not be alive anymore, then you kind of look at it like, is this that section of it? And I think about that a lot. And then I try and like calm myself down. But with yeah. that said, I got really, really sick and I had like mass amounts of surgeries and my body was just not doing well. Like this vessel was like, we're done. We're, we're done. Yeah. That was when you were 19. That was, well, when I was 19, that happened. And then in 2019, 
Jeremy and I, my husband and I were like, it's really time for me to figure out if I can heal what they had done. Cause I had a botch hysterectomy. I was very, I've been very sick my whole life. Not anymore though. Like I'm much better. And so we came out here to either heal me or just to kind of let it like, let it go. And then that's when it slowly started realizing that a lot of it contributed to parasites. Wow. That is so crazy. In 2019, I got really, really sick, like more sick than I've been. I was sick for four months. Um, I, I always say I think I got COVID before we knew what COVID was because I had all the symptoms and I literally thought I was going to die because anytime I laid down, I mean, I was coughing nonstop. I couldn't breathe. I developed asthma and I would lay down and it felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest and it got to the point where I was sleeping, sitting up. And I was finally in January of 2020, I went to the hospital and I was like, I literally can't breathe. Again, again, my shit is always with suffocation. I was like, I can't breathe. And then they were like, they ran tests on me. And then they gave me like a nebulizer and an inhaler. And I was smoking um, a lot at the time, like a pen, a Mm -hmm. weed pen. And so they told me like, oh, that's so bad for you. That's like really fucking up people's lungs and stuff. So I stopped that. Um, And I survived it. And since then, since January of 2020, I've only gotten sick once. And it was when I got COVID at the beginning of this year. And I used to get sick like four times a year. I was sick all the time. I had the worst immune system, like so bad. And at the end of 2019, when I was, when I was just like giving up on life, I was like at my lowest. And I mean, I wasn't going to like out myself, but like, I was just like, dude, I'm so over this fucking planet. Like, I hate being here. Like, I hate, I was seeing the world in like such a dark negative point of view that I think my higher self was like, girl, okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) wake up. Like it hit me like a fucking train. Like, all at once it was like i i just forgot who i was because i was essentially so deep in the matrix so deep in my sleep Mm -hmm. because i knew who i was deep inside but i got so indoctrinated that i lost it and it was still inside me and because i couldn't let that part of me out the real part of me i was angry at the world because i wasn't being true to myself i always had these interests and these different thoughts that i was being told was wrong So I'm like, how could I be happy if my brain is not aligning with what is right? How can, like, why would God make us, bring us here and then tell us to do exactly what he says? Hate your life on, on, in this lifetime so that you can be happy forever. Like sacrifice it for me. Like, I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, that's weird to me. I don't buy into that. I'm like, that's a weird God to worship. Like I never bought into that because I was like, I don't think God is like that. And I used to be like, I think people view God the way they view themselves. And so if Mm -hmm. you think how like, this is what the world is like, then that's what you're going to think. But like, I honestly don't think that God would create humanity and be like, Hey, um, hate your life. Okay. And then spend forever with me. Yeah. Hate yourself. Cause that's what I intended. And, and it, and that's the thing is that that's a struggle for the medical field. Like, that's why I said I went into the matrix. Cause if you yeah. believe something, any, any, any ounce different ostracized, snipped out, it's the same cult. Um, it, I, I struggle because I saw bad things happen. I mean, bad things happen to me as well. And if that's the case that the God is that everybody worshiped was supposed to 
be there for us. Like, I don't understand how bad things could happen. And, and then, especially when you're dealing with like children that are sick, those type of things, you know, like how, how is that possible? And the funny, funny you say about 2019, because a lot of my viewers and followers and friends, that is when they got the sickest as well. So it's almost like these openings of the portals were, okay, this is when you get sick. And a lot of people were 2019 yeah. and it carried into 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as a collective, we all just kind of band together. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I think we really, it's time. Like it's really time because the thing is that we've just destroyed ourselves so much over and over. And that's what I saw during my ayahuasca trip where I like saw this infinite hell of humanity destroying itself over and over. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, are you people not tired? Like get it together. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think now because earth is such a crucial part to all the other galaxies, um, and dimensions and other beings, um, they are not going to let us de- get destroyed or destroy ourselves again because it's been too many times. And what happens on earth affects, I think like Mars and I think Jupiter supposedly like, um, and we can really affect the whole galaxy, all of the civilizations, planets, whatever you want to call them in our realm can be affected because of what we do here. And it's been affected for a very long time. So it's time to move on. Plus we're in the age of Aquarius. Now it's a new age. It's time to evolve. And what, what's weird to me is how much people want to stay stuck. Yeah. Like so many people are like, no, the world is going to end in fire. Like are what you fire? Okay? Are you okay? Like, I understand people that believe in the Bible, the book of revelations are like the, the earth is going to be burning and people are going to burn in hell and they're going to go to heaven. You're gonna have judgment day. And I'm like, and then what? And then what? Because there was life before us. Yeah. Why are we so special? Like people really think that like, we're the end. Like we are so special. We have such big egos that we think that we are here for the end of ever, of ever, any life ever. Like, no, it's going to keep going. Things are going to keep evolving. Like, there's life forever. There Our is. It keeps, keeps going. going. Yeah, yeah, it just keeps going. Whether it just keeps going. This vessel's here or not. Like, we're literally just constantly, every day, fighting to not die, in a sense. Like, it sounds so morbid, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. And it's okay. Our soul will live on forever. And Mm -hmm. I think that believing that your soul lives on forever and goes through all these different dimensions and densities and planets and galaxy and whatever is so much more exciting than spending forever in clouds and a little garden and a castle and all these animals. Like if that's your heaven, then okay, that's what probably you will get. But that's not my heaven. That's Mm -hmm. a bug to me to have to be with my family for the rest of my life. (laughs) I can't. Same. Same. I'm glad they broke their soul contract with me. I know that sounds really bad, but I'm so glad because I would not want to be chilling with them forever. I don't want to either. And my parents are not part of my soul family. Um, so I'm working on not being triggered by them because then that means that they don't have a hold over my emotions. Um, so I'm working on moving past that because I want to be able to ascend without having any contracts to pay off next time. Okay? Yeah. I am done in this. This is my last one. I'm graduating and I'm not looking back. <laughs> I've done enough. <gasps> I've done enough. 
So I'm excited, though. It's so much fun to think about. But my mom has been texting me today. She, um, definitely wanting to trigger me. And my ex commented on my um, video. I oh. saw that. I was all, damn, you're getting triggered today. You're getting triggered. Yeah, I finally blocked him. I saw that he had been, um, like, be, like he'll jump on my lies or comment on my stuff. And I just ignored it. I'm like, whatever. But then when he, like, tried to call me a liar, I'm like, final straw. <laughs> you don't call me a liar. Block me. Now you get no access to my life. Good fucking luck. See you later. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you going to say you didn't cheat on her? When you were cheating on both of us at the same time, you idiot. <laughs> like, if you're dating, dating two girls at once, you're cheating on both of them. You're not just yeah. cheating on one. You're cheating on both of them. Both Unless of them. the other girl knows that she's the side piece. If she thinks she's dating you, then you're in two relationships. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> so I finally blocked him and then my mom sent me this meme that was like one of them was in Spanish and she was saying like um like God is always willing to like forgive you or some shit it's like what I know I'm good like why are you why are you saying this projection like why are you sending all you're doing is proving that you're still the same person and you're judgmental and then, um, because she, oh, she texted my sister and, um, to, or called my sister and asked her how I was doing because she knows that I did ayahuasca. I don't know if she knows I did the other stuff. And so she was like, I know what happens after that. So is she okay? And my sister has told her so many times, like, stop calling me to get to her. Like, I'm a mm-hmm. separate person. So at this point, my sister's like, mom doesn't even care about me. She really just wants to get to you. So now I'm like, my mom's going to lose two daughters if she doesn't change her behavior because she burned a bridge with me and now she's about to burn one with my sister. And my sister doesn't want that. My sister wants everybody to get along. But is she, really- are you, sorry, is your mom still a Seventh Day Adventist? Yeah. Um. So I haven't really talked to her much since 2020 about this subject. Um. I think that she is. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think she would ever leave. Um. The, the thing is that in her reality she thinks that she is not religious she thinks that it's about having or that she says it's about having a relationship with god which it is but she thinks that she has that but now that i'm out of it i see that she doesn't have that she has a relationship with religion um because like if the pastor talks about something which she's not like puts all her faith in what the pastor says but i'm just saying it's like the pastor will um, change her point of view on stuff so like when 2020 started and started talking a lot about this like kind of awakening thing because it kind they kind of mixed into it then she was like oh my god yes and it like she was saying she was kind of going through an awakening as well but then like she's not because she doesn't change she's still a narcissist mm-hmm. and still refuses to accept the fact that like yeah you could cause me trauma and then when i talk about it and she sees it because she creeps my freaking life then she gets mad about it that i talk about it and i'm like but you don't listen when I talk. You don't listen when I'm telling you how to fix the issue. So why do you care if I talk about it? Because it's not like you're actively trying to change. Like, if you were actively trying to change, why would I talk about it? I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's doing so good. Mm-hmm. But no, she pretends she's doing good to get what she wants. And when she doesn't get an immediate result, she throws a tantrum and freaks out at me and starts like, you know, judging me all over again. I'm like, Woman, why would I succumb myself to this fucking bullshit to bring me back steps? Like, I'm doing so good. And my sister was like, imagine wanting to ruin how happy someone is. Like, you are doing so much better than you ever have. 
And imagine wanting to interrupt that piece because of your selfish reasons and ego. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's what she wants to do. I'm happy. I'm very happy with my life right now. I have never been happier. Do you know what happens when I see that she's like calling or texting? I'm like, like, that's not how you should react. No, that's not. If you want to talk to someone, you should be happy to talk to that person. And that's why I'm like, I told her, I was like, listen, if you guys, this was before I cut her off. I was like, if you guys weren't my parents, like, I don't really like you as people. Like, honestly, maybe she's like, that's she fine. Huh? Maybe she has worms and she's just really angry about it. <laughs> maybe. But she was like, that's fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine. We should want to align ourselves with people we enjoy being around. And I don't enjoy being around you. Although I did, but it was before I like, re- re- before I woke up. So then I woke up and then I just realized all the fucked up shit. And then I was like, all right, I can't keep, su- I can't keep putting myself through this. You can't. And does your, no. is your sister calming? Like, is your sister feel the same way as you? Are you guys, like, very similar? So my sister's a Gemini. When's your birthday? What's your sign? I'm a Virgo. Ah, that makes so much sense. Uh, oh, my God. You know, I used to have a lot of Virgos in my life, um, friends, and they always fell through. They always ended badly. Really? It's very, yeah, I, it's very weird. All my friends from the the last book that I was in, the last character mm-hmm. and before 2020. Um, I always got really close with Virgos at first because we're both earth signs, but then um, something would always happen. And then we'd have like a really bad falling out. All of them. I don't know why. I'm like the but, most loyal person to a fault. Like it's so mine. We got yeah. a lot of Taurus. And um, was it? Oh, do you know Astral Assassin who does the bir- the decodes, birthday decodes, and uh-uh. dream decodes? Um, my friend Sophia from TikTok, um, Astral Assassin, she does birthday decodes, and she she said had that um like Taurus and Virgos, uh, obviously like find or my birthday and Virgos like find each other because I guess yeah, it's part of like this this whole history. She breaks it down like I don't even understand, but she talks about like the Egyptian gods and how it relates to that. So. That's cool. I love the Egyptian world because that, you know, that's where they tried to warn us about parasites and we just like said whatever. Well, they were so much more advanced than us and we're they like were. idiots. Like, so we're so advanced. <laughs> we are so dumb. Like they really had such better uh, technology. But anyway, so my sister with my parents, she's um, a Gemini and apparently she is the only one in my soul family. So my parents, according to my past life readings, my parents are not a part of my soul family. They are just um, people who I had soul contracts with from past lifetimes. So I do know them from past lifetimes, but, and I guess we got into the soul contract, our karmic contract, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kept like tumbling around. Like I, I see us like tumbling around through the timelines. Like, here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. Until we can finally fix it or end it. Right. So, um, I guess now that's why I'm here is to like break that cord, the generational curses that were going on with both of them. Um, and that's why this is so hard and everything that I'm going through. Like I did my cambo. Yeah. Oh my God. On both arms. And it's starting to stay. So right now it's a scab. So it'll end up falling off. You know, it's like dry blood. That's why it looks black. But, um, when it comes off, I'm just always going to have like a scar there. Because it, it was a burn. So um, I'll have three and three. And those were both for my parents. 
And um, I got through two and I was supposed to do a third one in the morning, like a few hours after doing this. And I was like, I'm going to die. I was like, I know. So like, do you know what Cambo is? No, explain it. Okay. So I actually have this book here that she gave me because I was asking her a lot about the medicine. So it's called Sapo and it talks is it from about- the frog. It's from the frog. They don't okay. have to kill the frog to get it. Um, but they do like extract from the frog. And it just talks about the whole history of it. And I haven't read it through. But pretty much they get the venom from the frog. And then um, they, the, the medicine is supposed to help you purge out like toxins or trauma in the body that's manifesting itself physically. So is it like- usually. Sorry. Is it like DMT? No, this one is not a DMT. It's not a psychedelic at all. It's just like a cleanse um, between both physical and emotional. So usually our emotional, usually our physical pains manifest itself from trauma. Um, And until we heal our trauma, then our body gets healed. So the more we heal, heal emotionally, the more physically we heal. And that's why a lot of people who become spiritual and hear their trauma look so much younger because they've just healed themselves with you know everything anyway um i'm so sorry i lost my train of thought it's okay we're (laughs) talking about cambo so with cambo okay so they get the thing and oh i can't show you a picture so so there's um i put it on my instagram there's like a this stick wooden stick and the 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 venom secretion is like is like glued onto it that's what it looks like like clear glue and then I'm going to make a whole video about this, but pretty much when you get there, um, she goes through her whole spiel and then you like pray over the medicine, you set your intentions and you, you meditate on how many dots you should do and in what, in what location. So you can do your arm or you can do your ankle, but it takes longer to hit you on your ankle than it does on your arm. On your arm, it hits you right away. Um, and so, cause I think it has the closer to your heart the faster it works. Um, so you do these prayers and she sages you and does everything. Um, and then she burns you with this little stick that looks like a, just like a little wooden stick. She burns you and then puts the dot, how many ever dots you meditated on, um, in whatever location. So for me, um, oh, and then your right arm is masculine and your left arm is feminine energy. And I wanted to focus on my relationship with my parents. So the first day I meditated and I got three dots, but I wanted to do two for my mom and one for my dad. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I did the opposite. And so I did one and one and it was so painful that I was like, I've suffered enough for you guys. Okay, figure it out. But what happens is she places the medicine right on your raw skin and oh, and to activate it, you have to spit on it. I mean, spit in this little bowl. And you spit in this bowl while you think about your intentions. So you spit in this bowl, and then she uses your saliva to get the secretion off of the stick. And then she puts it with a knife on the cut. And then it hits you within 30 seconds. Within 30 seconds, you are in so much physical pain. So it rushes. I felt the poison go from head to toe. So it goes straight to your head. It's like being um, upside down on monkey bars. And it feels like someone is trying to pop your head like a balloon, like that. And so it completely rushes to your head and you swell up and you get red and sweaty. You start sweating right away. And then it started like, it starts closing in on your throat, but 
you're not going to suffocate. She did warn me, but it does start feeling like you can't swallow and you can't breathe. Your ears start ringing. Um, and then like 75% of people pass out because then I started hearing like all the noise go away and I was like, don't pass out, don't pass out, don't pass out. Um, but most people or a lot of people do pass out and don't remember. So both of the people that I, that I know that have passed out, don't remember passing out. Um, and then I felt it start like, you know, I felt it down my arms. My arms felt super heavy and red. Then I, my heart was like racing. And then it made its way down to like my solar plexus. And on my solar plexus, I was like, I don't know if I have to throw up or poop because she keeps you very close <laughs> to the back because you don't know what way it's going to hit you. And she was like, um, do you want to crawl to the toilet with the bucket? Now, the fir- this is only a 20 minute journey. That feels I'm gonna like ask how long this time. is. 20 minutes? Only 20 minutes on I the clock, take- okay? Whew. But it is so painful, and you're supposed to be thinking about your intention the whole time so that the medicine can work on you. But I was just sitting there, like, trying to keep calm. I'm like, you got this. You're strong. Don't worry about it. It's only 20 minutes. Like, I know that it hurts, but it's only 20 minutes. So I didn't even freaking really think about my intention because I was just trying to keep calm and not lose my shit because you have to wear all white, and I didn't want to, like, shit on myself if I passed out. Because you have to wear all white because it's like a puring, pure, you know, Mm -hmm. color. And I'm like, I don't want to pass out wearing white. And then I have an accident on my nice white shorts. So I I stayed very alert. But um, finally, towards the end, I think it was like at minute 16 or 17, I was like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. And so I crawled over to the toilet and I'm sitting on the toilet with the bucket And then she's like, okay, like, think of your intention. And I thought about it and it like triggered it. And I was like from both ends, like dying and you're sweating so much. And it's literally the, it's like food poisoning yourself while also trying to kill yourself at the same time. That's literally what it feels like. Like I got food poisoning in Hawaii and I was like, this is exactly what it felt like. I was on the toilet, like dying from both ends, sweating, like so much physical pain. That's what it was like. Then it's over, and then you, like, it, it, it's still in your system for, like, 10 minutes. She, like, wipes it off. It's in your system for, like, 10 minutes, and you're, like, trying to recover. And then it's, like, it never happened. Like, you are you don't have, like, a hangover and nothing. I mean, I, it did wear me out day one because I was, like, staying so strong. Um, and I was, like, at, like, you know, a few hours later, I was, like, dude, I'm exhausted. Like, and she's, like, yeah, it kind of wipes you out. Um, just makes you tired, and usually you would take a nap after, but, like, I don't sleep. And then she goes, so I was only doing that one session, but inoculation, when you do it in like Peru or like other countries, it's three times in one month. And she goes, I think you should do inoculation. And I'm like, uh, girl. And she goes, but like, you know, tonight and tomorrow before Bufo. And I'm like, you want me to do three days in a row? And she's like, I think it would really be beneficial. I really think you should. And I'm like, you know, at this point, it's like, you forget how horrible it was. And I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do it tonight. So I did it, but we didn't end up doing it till like 11 p.m. because she had clients before me. And so when we did it, I was like, it was so much worse than night one, even though I was like mentally prepared for it. I think because I knew how horrible it was that like night two, oh, I was like 30 seconds in oh my God, I already feel it. Like I'm going to die. And then within the minute I was like, I got to go to the toilet. And I was like on the toilet right away. And then she's like, think of your intention. And all I was thinking was 
I'm not doing this in the morning. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck third session. I'm not doing this in the morning. I gotta wake up in a few hours to do this shit, to poison myself, to put myself through this, and then drive 30 minutes to do bufo. Hell no, I'm not gonna put myself through this shit. No. And then she'd be like, I so I was like just feeling like shit, but nothing was happening because um, like, you know coming any purging no, no purging was happening because i was just thinking about fuck this shit i'm not doing it in the morning then she'd be like think of your intention and i'm like oh fine and so i'd like think about my intention because night two was like about my dad so i think about stuff about my dad she's like think about this think about that and i'm like and i would think about it and it would instantly make me purge like the minute it's like the medicine knows when your brain is thinking about it yeah and so it made me purge anytime i would think about it and then when i was done I was, on, I was like, how much more time? She was like, you're almost done. Night one, I was like chilling. And he was, it was so bad. Night two, I was like, oh, I wanted to be like, take it off me. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. She said the guy before me was the first person that has ever asked her to take the medicine off early. And it was her brother-in-law. And I was like, oh my God. And I thought about it. I wanted to be like, take it off me. I don't do it. And I was like, it's time going up left. She's like, you're almost done. You're almost done. I'm like, I'm going to die. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck that i'm not doing this again then when it was done i said i'm not doing this in the morning and she was like what and i was like i can't i i cannot do this in a few hours again and go to bufo i can't and she was like are you sure and i'm like yeah i've suffered enough and then she was like all right and then she like texted her nanny to tell to tell her to come later and she goes all right i texted her i'm like good it's set in stone we're not doing it in the morning (laughs) and then i went and did um Bufo, which is a whole other story. So I don't want to take that time up. But yeah, that was a whole other session, which is also from uh, Frog Venom. So yeah, it was intense. Did you ever do anything like this when you were like a teenager or never? Never? No. Uh, This is all starting now. These are all like new. These are all 2020 version of Alex leveled up. (laughs) Okay. No, I never... It's so controlled now. That's what's nice is that you aren't just like, like we would just get like LS, you know, from San Francisco and South Dakota and we would just like pop it and it was not controlled at all or mushies, not controlled. I I did Amanita, but it's very, it was very controlled. Like I do Amanita like twice a week. It's very controlled and it's not like I'm taking it to like have like tours around the universe anymore. I use it for microdosing, but it's fun to watch you because I'm like, oh, this is what it's like when you like explore yourself in a controlled environment. It's cool, man. Yeah. No, I've never done anything. Um, I never, I didn't try alcohol until I was almost like 23. Um, I just like was never, my parents didn't drink and I just wasn't like called to drink. It was never a nothing. Like I didn't like crave it. Like everybody was drinking and doing shit and I'm like, no. Um, and then I was really against weed. Like I had boyfriends that smoked weed and I was just mm-hmm. like, no, no. Like I, cause I, I very, I would pride myself on like, I can have a good time sober. Like I don't have to do this shit, you know, like stop all being idiots. I was always like the mom of the group. Like everybody would be drunk and I'm always like, please don't drive home. Do you need anything? And people were like, I wouldn't get invited out because I didn't, I didn't drink. And I'm like, I can have fun without drinking guys. The only thing is, I think people felt judged because I wasn't drinking. They didn't feel comfortable. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to make sure you're safe. That's all I cared about. But I don't give a shit if you're drinking, drink. 
And then finally I tried alcohol when I was like 23, but I didn't, again, I didn't like the taste. So I just didn't drink. Um, I did start drinking often around like 2016, I want to say 2015 around there. Um, I started dating someone that was like an alcoholic and drink every day. And so I would go out, out a lot with him. And, I, and then I started working at Chili's and I would go out with drinkers who would go out every night and spend like their whole money that they just made on yeah. the shift on drinking. Um, so I got more into drinking then. Um, but it's still, it's like, for me, it was either like I drink to get drunk or I just don't drink at all because it was like, what's the point? Like empty calories and a waste of money that I could spend on an appetizer dessert. No, like if I'm going to drink, I'm doing it to get drunk. (laughs) And then, um, and then I just, yeah, I ended up just being like, all right, I'm really over alcohol. It started just making me really sick. I wouldn't, I think I was like allergic. I'd be like, um, start smoking. I would start smoking, start sneezing, um, runny, uh, runny nose, like teary eyes, whatever. Then I would get the Asian flush. Um, I thought that I was Asian because I would just break, like the Asian get really hot headaches, stomach ache. And I was like, okay, I'm done with alcohol. I think the last time I got really drunk was in, um, October of 20, uh, Halloween of 2017 or 18. I can't remember. So I didn't drink very long, just like a couple years. Um, and then I just stopped and now now I don't like alcohol, but then weed, I didn't try till like 2017. So my Saturn returned in 2017. And, um, that's when I think I shifted because that's when I started trying like plant medicine. And that's when I started smoking weed, which I was super against before. And then all of a sudden one day I'm like dating someone and, and we go visit his sister and his sister's like huge pothead. And she's like, do you want to smoke? And I'm like, I think I I think I do, actually. I think I'm ready now. <laughs> Did you like so I tried it, huh? Did you like it? Um, well, I, I felt the high. Um, and then I was also mixing it with alcohol at the time. So then oh. I was like, really, you know? And then um my boyfriend and I would like smoke it and you know, I it was more of a recreational activity rather mm-hmm. than anything deep. And then we broke up, but I still like kept smoking. So I started getting my own. And then I was, I was started, I was seeing another guy who like also um, had a shit ton. He was like a huge pothead. He was like a functioning pothead. So he would smoke and he would get really like active and busy kind of thing. We'd like paint the fence together. And um, then I'm like, what? I don't want to work when I'm high. I want to chill. Um, and then. And then that was at the end of uh, 2019. And then I had my awakening in 2020 um, high in the shower. And I had my out-of-body experience where I saw myself, like, crying in the shower. And, like, I saw God hugging me. And I was, like, super tiny. And he was like, you don't have to cry anymore. It's over. Like, it's done. And I was, like, bawling. And so that's when, like, everything really shifted, which was the summer of 2020. It's so crazy. That's so cool now I've been body. on this whole journey. That that's what made you go on it. That's a cool outer body, like being able to like see and calm and and do all of that. That's awesome. Yeah, I've it was amazing. Since I was twelve, so you what? My husband's a functional. I've been smoking weed since I was twelve, and my husband's a functional. Like he's just toasted right now, building our house. Like that's that's it. That's oh no. Oh my god. I I think a lot on it like I talk a lot I think a lot um if you couldn't tell I had an edible before this so I'm talking a lot (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) because I was at the park and I was journaling and then I was like oh I'm off the next two days 
Um, so I had some, so I could journal and get downloads, which I did, but I do talk a lot and think a lot when, when I'm high of any sort, clearly, cause it happened on ayahuasca and, uh, and then the DMT was a whole other story. <laughs> DMT is crazy. Like that one I've not done. So there's only a few things that I have not done in life and the psychedelics for me, like, I really like them. I would prefer to do them for healing purposes. But my my natural doctor who helped me with the parasites, she just got back from an ayahuasca retreat. <gasps> oh yeah. my god, how was it? Did she tell you? She loved it. Yeah, she's been going through some shit. She's like, it cleared it all up. It cleared it all up. Um, but she, so I I have a doctor in Seattle who they just got it legal for people to take psilocybin. Yeah, that are um dying. And anyone else that has like unresolved trauma that that's legal now. It's kind of cool. They like fought the DA and won. It was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I feel like it's same here because like I could get mushrooms like off apps on my phone. Yeah. Um, not like actual mushrooms, but they'll give it to you in like an edible form. Yeah. Like gummies. Yeah. Gummies or like. Uh, chocolate bars or whatever that's how I started on mushrooms um I started doing mushrooms at the end of 2020 because I moved to California in the summer of 2020 like right as I was having my awakening like how fucking crazy it's like I couldn't have planned it better like my higher self really said you're gonna get you're gonna hate your awakening right before you move to you move across the country from everything you've ever known that's and going to California and California which is like I was always called to California Ever since I was little, I wanted to move to California because I wanted to be an actress. And then I became a, a makeup artist. And then I'm like, I'm going to L.A. I'm moving to L.A. That's where I want to be. And now I'm so grateful because it's like such a I actually wanted to go into the health field. I wanted to be a plastic surgeon if I couldn't be an actress. The two these two industries that are based on lies. Yeah. And I'm taking advantage of other people. So I'm so happy that my timelines didn't go either of that route. Mm-hmm. thank god but yeah i was always called to california and now i know why it's because i had to come here through to to be able to go through this whole awakening and i'm just so excited because it's just like wow our higher self like really plans everything out better than we could and it's like when we get upset have you seen that meme that it's like a girl crying over her teddy bear because it's like being taken from her but like jesus is standing behind her with like a huge teddy bear that's even bigger than him it's like, like stop crying. Yeah, it's like when he takes something away, it's to give you something better. And so you don't realize it until you're on the better side. When yeah. You're, when you're when he's taking your teddy bear away, you're like, dude, please don't. Like, I really love it. And then he gives you something that you didn't even know existed, like something so much more. That's like so exciting. And I feel like that's the stage we're at now. You know, we're all getting like our big gift. I love the stage that everyone's at now it's so exciting it is it's super awesome to be able to have things like frequencies and plant medicine like this would not have been accepted 10 years ago it just would not the fact that you went to california and you're able to do what you're doing and talk about it freely that's just this is not something that was acceptable in the medical field nor is it was acceptable in the traditional medicine to talk about it Cause I've been in both and it's just not something that it's just cool. And it's cool to watch you share it. Like, yeah, you know, because like I'm so censored. My account was censored because of mushrooms. Like 
I showed psilocybin once on my channel and that was like detrimental to, to TikTok. But the fact that like you can talk about it now a little more freely and you can help other people understand it, that's huge, you know? Yeah. You can definitely not show it, though, because I did show my mushrooms and I got banned. So, well, I showed that I showed the freaking dish, like the the Petri dish. And I was like, whatever. It is what it is. I showed it in my orange juice. How did they know? I'm like, these are just herbs. And they fucking banned me for illegal good inactivity. I was like, I know. No, because they read your brain. Oh, my God. Yesterday I was uh, getting an x-ray on my back and I was like, oh, shit, it's almost time for me to have my mammogram. So I said to the lady while holding my phone, I said, I need to get I need to schedule my mammogram. And she's like, "Okay." I opened up TikTok and my friend was doing a video going on her mammogram, like talking about it. I'm like, oh, my God, get out. Come on. Fucking simulation. There's so much proof and like people still don't want to believe it. I'm like, damn, why do you guys want to stay asleep so bad? Like, how's that fun? Yeah. Like this is a a much more fun reality. I'm like, damn, like you guys really hate. I mean, you really love being miserable. Like you want to be miserable so bad that you want everyone to be miserable with you. You know, Teffy, do you know who Hello Teffy is? No. Okay. So she does like um, more pop culture TikToks. And she literally said, when she was talking about women's rights that are being taken away, and she said the people that come in here and are, like, trying to say, you know, talk against it, as in pro-life, she was like, your community and world is so small that it makes you feel better when the world is small for you. And I was like, mic drop, bitch, because these people, it's like, they want the world to be as small as they are. Like, let people live. Let, yeah. like, let, and then, and then taking away others' rights. Do, what does that do for you personally? Like, does that give you more money? Does that help you retire faster? Like, you took someone else's happiness away from them. Now, what do you do with their happiness? Well, they thrive. You, people thrive off of people being unhappy. Like, they that gives them energy. They're energy vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, some guests, do I have a podcast? Yes, I do. It's called Alex Serves It All on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And this will be on it eventually when I load it. I, 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 if you go and look, oh, here, I'll show you really quick. So someone said on my end that I have reversed in aging. Let me show you how much. Yeah, I, I told her that too. <gasps> oh my God, look at you. That was 2020, when, right before I decided to get off of all my big pharma. I'm telling you, bro, like, that's not a joke. Like, people really want to be, they really want to stay asleep. So sick. Like, and, and I've been this way my whole life. And it was just, you, you get indoctrinated. It's so easy. It's so easy to slip in. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to fall into it. I did it to, like get my parents approval you know like I wanted them in my life so I'm like whatever I'll go to school I'll do you know I'll do healthcare. I'll I worked for an airline I'm like oh I'm not happy I'm gonna go into medical like you do you do everything for approval and it when you finally hit that last awakening and probably for me it was my kundalini in February of 2021 that it was just like all of my chakras open it was very painful it was right I forced it more than I should have. How did you do it? 
uh, I took one gram every day of something, my Amanita or mushies. I mean, I pushed hard, like, but I didn't know I was pushing for a Kundalini. I just was pushing because it was what I knew was going to keep helping me to get off of my benzodiazepine, which is what I like had been on for 22 years that the matrix put me on. Yeah. Um, Somebody said, we're in the comments, we're talking about July 5th and people said, don't drink alcohol. And then somebody said, smoking weed is okay. And they said, wait, smoking is okay. It won't affect the same as drinking. No, because that's a plant medicine. Whereas alcohol is man-made chemicals. That's just going to kill you. Yeah, Yeah. it's a spirit. That's why it's called Mm -hmm. spirits. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So anyway, so what exactly is a Kundalini? I don't know. So there's multiple different levels of types of awakenings. And I've, you know, we all have them, whether it's spiritual, but a Kundalini is painful. Not all of them. Mine. My Kundalini was painful and raw and all of my chakras opened up at once because they were very restricted from my trauma, the parasites, um, the, the heavy metals, the fluorides. Like I did, I got rid of all of them in like a month. And so I pushed my body to a breaking point where it was either, you know, you're going to go or you're going to have this awakening. And I didn't know what was going on. Like I literally had to go and I watched this gal named Christina on YouTube because I thought I was going crazy. Like we all have that voice in our mind, but a lot of us don't know what that voice in our mind is. Which is our higher selves talking to us. mm -hmm. And now we know right now, a lot of us that are awake understand that. Um, And I thought, okay, well I didn't remember things. So I lost my memories. I still have a lot of memory loss. And it's weird, right? It's so weird. I thought, that the reason like I, I have, I write in my calendar what I do every single day. And I started this when I was in sixth grade. So I have calendars, stacks of single day. You do that? No, you fucking don't. Yes, I fucking do. And I'll show you when I get all my shit out of storage every day no since way. I was 10. Look at my calendar right now. Oh my God. It's the same. I do the same thing. Yes. I have my calendars since 2007. Same. I don't have the ones same. Everyone thought I was a weirdo. Same. And then when what's that guy that was like on jury and he was like, no. Kavanaugh. Yes. Kavanaugh. And everybody was like, yep. wait, isn't that what and you like, do? I and that. I was like, I would have proof. Same. I everything down. Same. Oh my God. I was just going to say, you know, when, when Kavanaugh was trying to get on as a justice, they're like, who is that? Yeah, totally. I did the same thing. God. Oh my God. <laughs> That's insane. A hundred percent. And Jeremy and I still keep it on our wall. So he's, I got him addicted to it now too. <laughs> no, literally. Um, when I tell people this, they're like, dude, that's so cool. I wish I would have done that. And I'm very big on like memory. So I always would take mm-hmm. a lot of photos and a lot of video and write everything down and take a lot of screenshots when I got phones because I didn't want to forget because I can't remember my life. Like, oh my God. I, I have VHS. What is that? I have like VHS tapes. I used to yeah. walk around as a as like a teenager and film fucking everything. Everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you know what's crazy is like I was born into it. My dad filmed everything. My dad filmed my sister being born. Oh, that's cool, man. Oh, so he has everything. Yeah, that makes sense. He has everything on videotape. So we have like bags and walls of VHS because he filmed everything. 
And then my sister ended up getting into, she is a um, video editor. So she always liked to film a lot of stuff too. And she loves rewatching the home videos. And then me, I would constantly take photos of everything, write everything down. I, I loved keeping memories and I would hold on to everything. And like now it's like, I have core memories that I have mm-hmm. to really dig through the files for. But, um, when I really want to remember something, I have to revert back to my calendars to remember. That's because so no. cool. That's insane. I, I cannot believe that. Mine are in a storage. So we've got like four buildings on our property. And so mine is on the property. But I didn't have, when I started losing my memories and then I had the Kundalini, I didn't have a way to go and like have anything around me. What so. Do you mean? I, Cause I, we packed our whole life is packed in a shed that we can't get into. So I don't have a, so when we open up and we get into our house, I'll be able to look back at all the stuff. But right now I have no way to go and look at any of my memories and be like, yes, that really happened or no, it didn't. There is two things I did for myself when I started this journey of moving out here. I wrote myself notes. So I have two. So one note, I have one note and it was in my kitchen cabinets that were in storage for two years. And it said, you made it through this. Congrats. You're still alive. Oh my God. Was that before you had your stroke? Yeah. Okay. So you wrote that before you had your stroke? Yeah. Wow. This is literally like interstellar. Yeah. It's so weird because as, as, okay. So as I was exiting the matrix in 2016, Mm -hmm. I slowly started. And then in 2018, it was like, I'm, this is what we have to do. Jeremy, we have to do this. And then in 2019, I was like, quit your job. We're moving out here. I don't care if we live in a fucking car on our property. This is what we're doing. So let's go. And he was like, okay, okay. And I go, if I make it awesome, if I don't make it past all of this, at least we had this time together and you're all set up. Yeah. Wow. It It was planned. And he didn't he's he's very spiritual but not like he doesn't know what a kundalini is either and he didn't know what was going on with me either he just thought that i had been taking too many mushies <laughs> he thought you were thing that would be an ego death okay so i had to eat the whole ego. star because i guess mm-hmm. that's why we're called star seeds because we come from a star um and some so do watching- some do come from stars yeah, some. So that's what I was saying. With Sirius, it's a star. So then yeah. I would be coming from there. So um, so anyway, so apparently in Sirius, we don't have money and we just like work together to make everything function. So like, let's say you're, and then it's like, if you have the energy, because we, we just are based off energy. So if we have the energy um, and this, and then this is literally the example she used. She's like, if a restaurant needs a server, and I'm like, not not me being a server my whole life. Like, are you talking to me? And she was like, if the restaurant needs a server, there will be a billboard that will be like server needed for three days. And then if you're like, I'm the energy to work for three days, you go and you fill in and you work for three days and nobody judges anyone based on what position they choose to do for the time being or whatever, because everyone just respects everyone. They respect the hustle because everybody's working together. And then she said that they have huge food halls because they love to eat. And I'm like, Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And so she said they love to eat. And then, you know, I remember I told you when I was on shrooms, I kept seeing the circus. I also mm-hmm. love the circus. I'm obsessed with the circus. Anytime circus is in town, going to the circus, going to Cirque du Soleil next week for Be- in Vegas. I watch every Cirque du Soleil. So I am obsessed with the circus ever since I was a kid. And like Dumbo, favorite. Love it. Okay. Obsessed with the circus. And 
she goes, yeah, so they have these huge food halls and they also are really big into the entertainment and arts industry. Um, and they really love the circus. They, um, it's kind of like Cirque du Soleil. That's what it's like there. That's, that's what a lot of them do. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, not me seeing the circus on shrooms. It's like the memories were coming back to, of where I'm from. And so it was so crazy that like everything was lining up. And when my, with my Akashic record, the person that did it, um, said certain phrases that was out of character for them. And then I got Gaia, that streaming app, and I looked up, you know, somebody channeling the Syrian ambassador mm-hmm. and they used the same language and the same wording that this person did during Akashic record reading. And I was like, oh my God, they really are tra- channeling higher dimensional beings like from that place. That's insane. I'm from Vega. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. th- so I feel like my, my Sirius is a little new. I think Vega is, has been around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's from Vega. We're both from Vega. Are you guys soul in the soul? We family? are. We're soul, like literal mates. Oh my God. It, it's, it's crazy. Um, we, so I, okay. <laughs> I can't even use words. It excites me so much. So I dreamed of him. I've always been in love with Gingers and Jeremy. Oh my God. I was a ginger. You're, you are a ginger. I I originally was my hair changed when I was two, but I was born a ginger. I I love gingers. Like it's a thing. Ah! I could figure out why. And now I know because I was waiting for him and he drew, he drew our log home when he was in fifth grade. Shut up. And I made, I designed this. Like I learned how to do CAD. I had some trauma in 2016, big trauma. And so I, uh, I like shut my life down and I learned uh, a software system to build our log home myself. So he didn't have any part in this log home build. Like so you didn't see his drawing before that. No, I didn't even know. Mm-mm. Wait, no. so when did he tell you? 2020. How did he tell you after it was done? No, it's not done yet. Oh, when, when the logs got set, when the logs got set on the foundation, he said, Oh my God, this is exactly like the drawing. He kind of knew it was like the drawing in 2019 when, when the engineer gave us our prints, but it wasn't until the logs were here that he was like, Oh my God. And so of course our shit's in storage here on the property and he, he still has it. So we'll see. Well, it's pretty cool. I'm excited to see it. That is so cool. I'm telling you, we really do plan everything out. It's so, isn't it so exciting that when to look back and be like, oh my God, I planned this. This is so crazy. And like, okay, so both of us did a lot of psychedelics growing up. Like he was like LSD and I was like mushies and weed. Like that was, weed isn't psychedelic, but I did a lot of mushies and I did a lot of LSD and he did too. So that's how we both were like, we're kind of awake already, but not to the extent we are now. And I said, are you sure you didn't just imagine that? And he was like, no. And then his mom came and I said, do you remember Jeremy drawing some log home? She goes, oh my God, I totally forgot about it. And in fact, she goes, I have a picture of it somewhere at home too. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the fact that we both write in our calendars. Yes. I can't wait. So I still, I have a couple. They're in, I have two trailers. I have a big trailer and then I have like an office trailer and I have a couple of them in there, but that's all I have connected to my previous life. Wow. Well, I have, 
I have my, um, oh, it's in the car. I have my journal too. Like I would journal a lot when I was younger and mm-hmm. I would go through these phases where I was like, I want to have a diary and I, I want to remember everything I'm going to write in it every single day, every day. I want to remember what I did. And then I would go through these like, you know, little binges of, of di- writing. And it was like in certain um, points in my life. So it's like, you know, while I was going through puberty, it's like, you know, writing about that. And then, and then I would like, in high school, um, you know, I started having like these crushes and stuff and I would write about that. And then I got into my first serious relationship and I would write about that. And so it's like crazy to think about how like the, the major like changes in my life, I documented. And then the mm-hmm. in-betweens, I kind of just wrote little notes in my calendar. It's so crazy to That's look what back I did. And I think that that was what was the most difficult for me when I was going through the Kundalini is I didn't have any way of finding the attachment to the previous life to like ground me. And I think that anybody that goes through like a big awakening needs to have that grounding. And legit, I have one picture in my trailer. Our walls are white. I don't have like any, I don't have any of my old clothes. I don't like, I, I packed it all. It's, it's so it's hard to explain because people are surrounded by their 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 items to give them that meaning and to make you realize, you know, what past life you had. So it wasn't just like I had this crazy awakening. It was like I had a crazy awakening and I had nothing to kind of tether me down. Why? Saying, you know, this is why what your think, life was like before. Why? Well, why, first of all, why don't you have anything in your house? Um... Well, we weren't supposed to be in this travel trailer this long. Okay, you're you're planning on building like a place, a house, or your log or cabin thing. Yeah, like we were planning on being in it sooner, or I wasn't going to be here alive. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's intense. Wow, that's so crazy. And so now, why do you think that your future self is? doing this why do you think that your future self decided let's put everything away and have her go through this awakening without anything to remind her of the past i think to help people worldwide with parasites i do because do you feel like if you still had your past life um actively present it would stop you from speaking out yes because of the judgment that's happened in the past with the oh yeah so i i mean i've you know, I've had to block a lot of people, colleagues, people don't know where I'm at. People don't know a lot about me when it comes to like my past life. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I'm blo- like I privated everything. You know, wow. like people just don't people don't really know a lot about me from my past life. Wow. You really like fell off the face of the earth. And I, I like, really fell off the face came of the to earth. the front lines. I'm like, yeah. here I am, bitches. Those of you who thought you knew me, guess what? You did it. Yeah, I fell off the face of the earth. Legit. There's only a handful of people that know what's going on in my life. It's really weird. Um, Yeah, I I think that it would have stopped me. I do. I think that there was a moment, too, when I started going viral. And you know, because you were very viral. Um, I was sitting here and I was like, all right, well, I can make something fun out of the worm lady, which I'm worm queen. And I freaking love it. Um, I have merch and stuff, you know, the worm queen. But for a moment, that was the first thing that I thought of. It was. It was like, oh, my God, my face is going to be blasted all over. When I watched some of my other friends go viral and, like, the news came out and stuff, 
But I'm like, no one's going to do that because it's parasites. And no one wants to talk about parasites. You know, like, no one wants to admit they have worms. I'll admit it for every single day of the year for the rest of my life because it literally saved me. Um, But I think that I would have probably been a little more quiet about it. You know, would have taken that video down for sure if if I had a lot of attachment. See? Our higher selves just know. And I felt my higher self pull me a few times. There's been a few times where I physically felt like uh, in January, we had a really bad storm where we lost some trees and they fell in a square around our, our carport that saved our life. And I could feel we, we had a tree fall in front of us as we were backing out. It was very scary. I was on a live. People could hear the trees falling around us. It was very scary. And Jeremy and I couldn't decide, should we leave? Should we go? Should we stay? Like, what do we do? And I was like, we're going to, we're going to stay. And then I could feel like literally felt myself get pulled out. And I talked about it with his mom and a couple people on TikTok. I could feel myself being pulled out. If we had not left, we would have been sitting in the car and probably been crushed by a tree. Like it literally was like, get out in that hap- that's happened a few times. So when you said we're going to stay and then you felt the pool, yeah, you were like, we never have- mind, we're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I have three portals on this property too. <gasps> what? Yeah. What do you mean? I have three portals. It's super cool. So one of them is above where I sleep and I've closed it off using rose quartz. And then I have another one. It's kind of um, behind this this little harbor freight tent here it's behind there and i um i was on mushies and i was talking to a bunch of deer and i could see their frequency and they were telling me you know everything's gonna be okay i was like why am i sick and they were like um you were meant to do something grander and i was like what is it and they were like you know we just can't tell you yet and then she had a baby the next day the deer because oh I heard God. multiple, I heard multiple like noises and I saw multiple different energies come to find out because she had it. And then when I was going, when I, right before I went viral, I was meditating over in my, my Zen garden and there's a portal there. And I saw the energy portal open and I thought my friend Janice, pistol packing rancher was going to go viral because they wouldn't tell me who was going viral. They just said, one of you is going viral. And I said, what for? And they were like, it's too grand for you. Ah! Sweet. Okay. Somebody said, how did you find out about the portals? Did you see them when you're high? Yeah. So, and now I just see them normal. What? You're like, well, you've broken through the veil for Yeah. Sure. It was, it's so freaky. Um, I don't talk about it. Right. I've goose goosebumps. So Everyone's I, like freaking out. They're like, this life just keeps getting better. Yeah. Well, and I only talk, I've talked about it a few times and it's kind of cool because some people have been on my lives when crazy things have happened and I've been close to it. Like I had a deer come up to me on one of my lives and I was like, and it was like, came up and started like coming around me. The, the tree is right. The tree that was talking is right near one of my portals. Um, but I closed. So it was really bad. Cause like they, they don't care if it's positive or negative. So like, crazy shit happened to me before I closed it off and then whenever I want to get its energy back I'll open up three of the rocks that I put around it just to get some more of the energy and then I put the rocks back um and then the rose quartz I had to use to close it up in my trailer because I sleep right above it how how do the portals look like like 
how did you how, you just saw them like do they look like a hole yeah like the portals that you think are like spinning around kind of like it's like a circle and then it like goes outward and what do these portals do exactly like can you get sucked into it or is it trying to bring it's trying it's trying to allow you to cross over so that you can trust your intuition better whatever you think comes to truth and you're able to kind of communicate more with the sides that you aren't able to communicate like animals like you can communicate but you how do I explain it? Uh, you know, you can communicate, but you can't, they won't go into your words. And the portal allows you to listen to their words and it makes sense in your mind. So you're communicating telepathically, which is the next step. People are right. going to start communicating telepathically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is like, are the portals always open? No, I had to close them. Okay. It was super how do you learn that? I, I've i spoken to two different ladies. One is on here and then one gal is in this area who is a Native American because this property is very much that. It's that this, we live on Native American land and um, this property was available, which we couldn't figure out. Now I know why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy because when you talk about it this way, people are like, oh, so you think the Matrix is catering to you? I'm like, yeah, no. it's our own game. Like, yeah. you, the, the Matrix will cater to you, too, when you start realizing that it's catering to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're yeah. all in the same journey, just on different levels and paths. Yeah. But we're all going to end up at the same place. And the the thing that kind of made me, like, realize that there was something else going on over there is my phone won't work over there at all like at all or over in the corner okay so when so when the portals are open you're saying that they bring in like what energies good and bad it depends on what i was thinking at the time or what was going on so uh on january 1st i came outside and i was hanging out over in my zen garden and it was nice and it wasn't snowy and i said i need to be outside more i'm so sorry trees i'll be out here more and for one split second i thought oh my god what if we have a big storm and the next day i had trees fall around me and i wasn't able to be outside for months wow so i i would think for a split second anything i thought positive or negative came true and that's why i had to close it and it sounds crazy because this is not the way that, like, I ever thought that I would be, you know? Like, um, when I first found out about parasites, I was over, over there. Oh, and I don't think we ever answered. Somebody asked, do, do you guys recommend a good parasite cleanse? Yes, she makes parasite cleanses. So that is the next step after I get this water tested. Yeah. Sorry? I'm excited for you to yeah. do that. And then that's going to be the next step is going to be the parasite cleanse. And like the more you get these toxins out of your body, the more it decalcifies your third eye and you can start seeing through the veil more. Now, do you think that everybody has portals around them or do you think it's um, the property? I'm going to say, I think that everyone has some portals around them, but I think that there are certain properties that bring it more empowerment to you and allow you to be able to see through the veil 
I don't know. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that like when you're in a big city, like you're in a big city, I don't think that you could have that type of a portal because there's right. so much. Right. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I kind of on the fence. Like I never would have thought, and my husband doesn't, my husband hasn't been over there to like really see it that the same way I see it. I think that we all eventually get to a place where our portals are. I think that there will always be a location and a property that we're supposed to go back to. Oh my God. I pulled this card, the sacred life card in ayahuasca. And it literally, oh my God, I, I want to find the fucking description for it. It literally said sacred sites, like follow, you're going to go on a journey and it's going to take you back to sacred sites. That's going to remind you of what, why you're here. And so I think that everybody has a place that, they have their portals that will, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you were supposed to find that place because those, mm-hmm. you created those portals to remind yourself, you know, and you yeah. knew that where you wanted to end up, this was your final destination of where you wanted to end up at the end of the, the shift. This is where I want to spend the next few years at. Yeah. So I think we all have that place. So, so I think that my, um, I, I keep getting in my readings and a lot of my spirit guides telling me I'm going to be traveling a lot and going to different places. So I, I've always said like, yeah, I was called to California, but now that I'm here, I'm like, I'm going to end up somewhere else. I want to end up somewhere with a lot of nature. I, I never liked um, being outside. Mm-hmm. I love the AC. I love the fans. I run really hot. Um, but I, now my body is calling me to nature to rainforest a lot. And so I'm like, I'm going to end up somewhere more like rainforesty, which I am from Puerto Rico, which is the rainforest. So mm-hmm. I'm half indigenous Puerto Rican and half from half Spaniard. So I'm like, not my mom's side colonizing my dad's side because my mom was from Spain and my dad is indigenous Puerto Rico. And then like, that's the general kick curses that I have to break the, my mom's side colonized my dad's side. And then they, they've been in this like whole, you know, superior struggle war. And now they created me and now I have to break those chains. And I had a dream, which I've been looking for it. And I don't know where it's at. I had a dream years ago. And I just want to remember what year it was. I was adult life. I had already dated my narcissistic ex and I dated him from 2010 to 2016. So sometime around that, those years, I had a dream where, um, I saw chains breaking like handcuffs and it said, you have to break the chains. That's all I remember from the dream. You have to break the chains. And so now I'm breaking the fucking chains of these generational karma curses, trauma, so that we can move forward. And so I think that there is somewhere that my future self has put my portals and it's somewhere in the jungle, somewhere in wilderness, somewhere with water. Um, I love like the spring water, cold mm-hmm. spring water. I love the springs. It's my favorite place to be. So I have a feeling it's going to be somewhere like that, like the river, the spring, um, somewhere. So I'm really excited. I just got my passport this year. Oh, uh, that was fun. I, yeah, because I kept getting so many readings and callings to nature. Like, did you watch my ayahuasca video? Yes. I I literally was like, what do I want to do for my birthday? You want to be in nature? I'm like, I don't want to be in nature. I want to go out and eat. Like why would I want to be in nature? And they're like, no, you want to be in nature. I'm like, where, with who? And it's like, my higher self was telling me these thoughts. And I was like having this conversation with myself. Now I see it that way. Back then it was just thoughts in my head, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't realize it. And it was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe I can go to Lake Tahoe. And I'm like, but 
I can't ask my sister or my friends to take time off. Um, no, I need to go somewhere that I can be alone, but safe. And then it was like ayahuasca popped in my head, but I didn't know. I couldn't remember the word ayahuasca. I, I could think of the plant medicine, but I couldn't think of the word. And so I, I told my sister, I was like, hey, what's that like? What's that like thing that um, plant medicine? I don't think I called it that, but I was like, what's that drug that like Chelsea Handler did on her Netflix show? And she was like, ayahuasca. I don't know how she remembered. Do you know that they did during Iowa during COVID? Oh, I never say that word. That's funny. Um, during the vid that they did ayahuasca things at home. Who? Any of them. They, the, so I looked into ayahuasca to do it at home. And that's when I figured out that we could just grow mushrooms and I could go through my journey that way. So who's like, who, any, anybody that just wanted to do ayahuasca or like in the spiritual community or like yeah. the elite? Yeah. <laughs> well, the elite so, were doing it too. They're, yeah, they do it. Um, so there was like two different places. One was in uh, New Mexico and one was in Arizona and they would ship it to you. Wow. Cause like, so it was six uh, weeks. I was like, I don't know if I, cause it was like a whole thing. It was like a full retreat and Jeremy and I were, we were dedicated, like, we, I needed to get off of these medications. Like they were ready to deem me with Parkinson's and I knew that it was the benzodiazepine and I wasn't, I'm like 40 something years old and I don't want Parkinson's. I know what was going on with me and I needed to get off of it. And so I was like, well, it's ayahuasca or it's psilocybin. Like those are the options. And ayahuasca was easy to get because you could just, because of COVID. I can't believe it was easy to get. I can't mm -hmm. imagine. And I can't imagine that doing that by myself. Like I'm mm -hmm. so happy in the environment that I did it in with a shaman, with people who have been through it, who could help me through the experience. I would have lost my shit if I had to do that alone. Well, and I think that's why I was forced to have a Kundalini. And like, so a Kundalini is not only just painful, but you can feel like a slithering up through your body. Cause like, it's literally, and now I'm like, okay, was it just the Kundalini or was it worms? Was it bolt? Like, what was it? You know, but you can feel a slithering going through. That's the whole purpose of the Kundalini. Cause it literally, if you look at what it is, it's like goes up from your root all the way up to your crown and it slithers up through while it's doing that. It's pushing open your chakras. Wow. So in order to kind of break through all of that, I have never really done anything with anyone. I've always done all of it medicine like this by myself, but I don't know. I mean, like I, I didn't know cause I was so afraid, like, Oh my God, ayahuasca is really intense. And I'm like, I'm going to be by myself on in front of a phone. Like basically that is what it would be. Cause you would be with you, them. You would do it on the phone. And instead oh. I, mm -hmm. no, I would not like that. That I'm so, I swear our higher selves know, you know, that it says like, they say God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And it's really yourself is not giving you more than you can handle. You knew that you were strong enough to handle that on your own. You knew that that's exactly how you were going to get to your awakening. Like who knows, like if you were too stubborn or whatever the case may be, it was like, you're going to have it tough, but you're going to fucking yeah. get through it because we got to speed through this. We do not have the time to do this again. No time. Cause no time. No time. And people would be sick. That's the whole thing. Like, it sounds crazy, but I've helped thousands, hundreds of thousands of people deworm, get, o get over chronic illness. And, and I, I know I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't gone through what I went through then to help other people. And, I, and that's pretty much why my husband's cool with whatever goes on. You know? Yeah. He's a healer so too. 
Oh my God, really? Someone mm-hmm. asked if there's still any, um, I lost the thing, but somebody asked if there's any um, Dainos, which is um, indigenous Puerto Rican in the, on the island, or are they like distant ancestors? No, there actually still are who live essentially off the land. Uh, I wish I could remember her name, but there's a TikToker on here who talks all of her content is about Puerto Rico and she has interviewed them. Um, And they're, yeah, like very native to the land and they're called Boricuas. Um, So when you hear like, um, yo soy Boricua pa que tu lo sepas, which just means like I'm Puerto Rican, just so so you know. And so there's a saying in Puerto Rico and... um, yeah, so it's called El Borinquen is like, La Isla del Borinquen, so it's like the island of, um, yeah, like the jungle, the rainforest, very like that. And my sister was like, I'm not surprised that you're being called to all this stuff. Like, it's in our roots. And now mm-hmm. I'm just finding my way back to it. So every time I my mom's colonization side comes in thinking, are you doing something wrong? Like, um, are you you know, are you turning away from God? Are you doing something like, you know, putting yourself through this plant medicine and poisoning yourself? Is that really something you should be doing? And it's like, my other self is like, yeah, because your people lied. Like you created this Bible and like made up this whole religion shit and like took them way off the path that they were supposed to be on. Like, yeah, literally God created the earth and everything in it. So that we could experience it. We already had everything for free. And then you, colonizers, came and ruined it for everybody. We have to pay for everything. Yeah, like, let them get back to their roots. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that it's called roots. It's because we literally come from the ground. Like, we are all everything. It's so crazy to think about. You should go follow Denver Mycology. He's on Insta. And yeah. he does, I, he's a shaman that does ayahuasca and he has this retreat area that's in Costa Rica or Guatemala. One or the oh other. my God, I want to go, to go to Costa Rica so bad. Well, he does, he does them around the world and I helped him deworm because he went and got a worm in the rainforest. Anyway, he's super cool. He, There's a reason I met you. I'm telling you, man, we all have worms. 90% of us do. I don't anymore. I'm worm free. Thank God. Um, but he got really, really sick. He came home and he was like vomiting and his partner was really sick and she, she couldn't figure it out. So I sent him a kit and he was like, I shit so many worms out. He's like, I had a tapeworm. I'm like, Oh my God, dude, tapeworm. I'm out. Um, I, I'm like, you don't have a guinea, right? Which is like one that wraps around your ankle. He's like, no. And I said, okay, so he does, I he's, he does ayahuasca and he does all the ceremonies, but they bought a, they bought land out. And they do them all the time out there. Oh, my God. You should go look them up. You should. Because I feel like you're being called. Because he's in a rainforest. He does ayahuasca. Ah! Yeah, maybe one day. Um, Denver Mycology. Someone said Denver who on Insta. Yeah, Denver Mycology. He Can used- you still get the kit or no? Uh-uh, not now because everyone's in person. It was only to help people that were not avail that because you know they shut everything down and they didn't want to not offer it anymore and so that's how i ended up hanging out with um chris denver mycology is because i needed a little more integration like i'm out here like rogue right i'm like popping it and like i'm because we like grind them down to pills we put them in gummies so like i had all the options because i don't like the taste 
Yeah, me neither. Jeremy can chow him down. Jeremy chowed them down. He took four grams. What, mushrooms or? Oh, yeah. He can chow down mushies. Like, it's so gross. So gross. He had an ego death one night, and I had just gotten off of my, like, my trip, and then he started his. And he, like, got sick. And I'm like, because you fucking ate them, man. I'm like, you should put, why didn't you put him in the capsule? He's like, I was trying. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emily, who's the one that did my Campbell and Susie are doing a mushroom session at the end of July and want me to do it. And I'm like, I'm not taking more time off work. I can't. I'm already going to Vegas next week. But, um, and then I want to do ayahuasca in August again. And are then you? Susie wants me to go back and do Bufo in September. And I was like, I can't do, I can't do the mushroom trip. But I told them, I was like, I don't know, man, like mushrooms don't do anything for me anymore. And you also I really hate the taste. You and they were like, we can put them in, ta- in capsules for you. I'm like, okay, okay I can do that. You so I would love deworming. to do it. Sorry? Capsules and deworming. I would love to do it, but I'm going to have to do it another time. It's just so much fun that I want to do all this shit. Like right, every, every fucking month, let's do it. What else? We, what else do we got? You know what I'm saying? But, like, I think that I would end up like you. I would end up, like, this too fast, too soon. Too fast, not ready. You're not ready yet. And that's what my guys keep telling me. They're like, we know we know what you want, girl. Okay, calm mm-hmm. down. You will get there, but you're not ready yet. So we're going to have to take it in very slow steps. And I am sure taking it in very slow steps, I feel like. But they also said I'm speeding through it. But to me, it's because I am the type of person that I, like, want to get to the finish line just yeah. hopping. I don't want to do the work. I don't want to walk. I want to jump to the finish line. That's how I've always been. When I was um, when I, when I was in gymnastics, when I was little, I was like in level one, they just signed me up and I'm like, to the Olympics. And they're like, you're gonna need to go through all the levels. I'm like, I quit. And I quit. I was like, no, I want to be in the Olympics. <laughs> so that's how I've been my whole life. So patience is something that I've had to learn. I was telling my sister the other day, I was so boy, boy crazy the minute I was born that I was like, you know, at 12, I'm like, and where's my future husband? Like, <laughs> where is he? And it's like, girl, you're 12. I was like, so ready to go. And then um, I was like, I told my sister, if if you would have told my past self, like my 16 year old self, yeah, by 35, you're still going to be single. And you're actually going to be happy that you're single and not want to be in a relationship. I would have been like, yeah, fucking right. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I still single at 35? That would have been me at 16. And like now I'm like, oh my God, I can't even imagine like breaking the peace and joy that I have for a man. Yeah, it's, it's going to have to be a very special one. <laughs> it's going to be a I minute. I was 33. I was 33. I'm 43. So we've been married for 10 years. Wait, you met him at 33? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I feel like 33 is when we like get into Christ consciousness because Jesus yeah. died at 33. 33, we go from, so like I was, my teen, I was wild. My 20s, I was like crazy. My 30s, I started to calm down a little, started getting like into what do I really want to do with my life in my 30s and met my husband. And wow. then I did not want to get married. We got married because I was sick. I love him. I'm so glad we're married. I'm like so thankful. But like we really hadn't like we met. Neither one of us wanted to get married. I wanted to be like 65 being like you're my husband. You're my boyfriend. You okay. Know, like, boyfriend. That's what I want. I don't want to get married. Mm-hmm. Do you have kids? Nope. I can't have kids. Oh my God. I don't want kids. And I hope that I can't have any. I Except was- I'm 
when I had a hysterectomy. So, and like I came with baggage, right? So I had to find someone who didn't want kids either. He didn't want kids. Like, it's always like your first date. You're like, oh, because feeling them out, you know, do you want kids? Because if you do, I'm the wrong yeah. horse to hitch up with. Because yeah. like, it's if, if I got kids, I would be a godzillionaire because I would be all over the circuit because like I have nothing left to have children. So wow that was um, our, that's our joke and he didn't want kids so it was really good it was a great combo and again I was supposed to marry him right like I was supposed course. to be, I that's why I'm him. like I know that I'm gonna meet someone who doesn't want to have kids because I just don't want to have kids that's like always been ingrained in me I've never wanted kids and I didn't care about marriage I did want to be I did want a partner I just didn't don't care about marriage. Yep. um and maybe like you know we're each other in different timelines yeah that's what I, I think I didn't want to get married. I didn't want kids. I was not even like my sister has kids. I love my nieces to death, but they're, you know, they're, yeah. they're there, not here. Yeah. And I just really had no like desire. Maybe it was a selfish thing. I just, and even Jeremy, my husband was like, yeah, I never really wanted to have kids. His first wife and him talked about kids and they didn't have any. I'm like, that's because you weren't meant to have any children. I don't think that it's a selfish decision. It's because we want to end the karmic cycle. If we have kids, we prolong the contracts. So if we just don't have kids, we finally break the cycle that has been going on through our generation, through us for generations and generations. So a lot of people right now don't want to have kids and subconsciously that's probably why. Yeah. Ready to end the cycle. I think so. I think so. Cause I feel like I ended it like, my niece sees things differently. You know, I have three of them. One of them talks to me, doesn't talk to me and two of them do. And I feel like, you know, a generational lineage that came along with all of the baggage, they're at least able to see it now where they probably wouldn't have been if I had kids, they're able to see, I'm never going to treat my children the way that their mom treated them, my sister or my parents, you know, they see that now, like two of them see it. One of them doesn't, she doesn't talk to me totally fine you know she'll eventually see what's going on but Mm -hmm. they both are like wow they're really mean and I'm like they really are mean they were really mean people this is not how you want to be in your life this is not who you want to be and they're like you're right we don't and how old are they uh one of them's 18 Vegas that's her name Vegas yep and then Brooklyn she's 11 and Paris is 10 okay and I've been with them since they were born. And then they, they had like an ugly divorce. And I was with them the whole time. Like, it's okay, you guys. Breathe. This is just a moment in your life. Just keep going. But I wouldn't have been there if we had kids. You know? So I see right. I see that as a positive. But I didn't. And, I didn't, I didn't um, but what about your sister? Is it your sister's kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does she feel about it? About? About you. Like, your her daughter's, like you know, having a relationship with you or not having a relationship with you? Like, do you, are you only not in contact with your parents or everybody in your family? Everyone in my family. Okay. So Except yeah. for my two nieces. Yeah. So mm. how does their mom feel about that? She hates it. She, she quit talking to Vegas since November. Because? Because Vegas wouldn't choose. Oh, right? wow. Because it's like a gross thing, narcissistic. And Paris won't choose either, and they really are not nice to her. So we really try and make up with it. Like two weeks ago, I flew to Reno, and then I drove back with them. They came up here and visited for a week, and then they drove back. And, like, we really try and make up for 
the shit show that was created by family. And it's really sad, but um, yeah, they, yeah, I don't talk to any of them. It's very weird. It is. Somebody asked if they're Jehovah's Witness because they cut you guys, you off. No, I was shunned because I'm different, but. The uh, black sheep. Yeah, black sheep, white away. Which is really the white light. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, light. like, Colonel and nuclear missiles. And then my mom was an officer's wife who was very sick. Very, very sick. So we were, she was sick while we were growing up. And then my sister was Miss South Dakota. Pageant. Now she's Miss, Miss uh, Nevada or something. I don't know. She's like 45 and she's still in pageants. Wow. No, no offense to anyone that's in pageants. Yeah. You know, but very big on image. Very, very. They're all very, people are very big on image and I'm not, I'm like, I, you, you love me for who I am or, and that's how my, that's how my nieces are. Yeah. Not, that's how I am. Yeah. I'm like clothes. They're annoying. I'm like, I hated shopping. I never liked going shopping. I would wear the same thing for like 10 years. I'm like, as long as I fit into it, I'm not upgrading it. I do not give a shit about clothes or material things. I like never cared about anything material. I'm like, car used it gets me to point a from to point mm-hmm. b great and i've always been so blessed like i've never paid like my last car just cost me five thousand dollars and it had less than a hundred thousand miles on it it was only five years old so it's like and then before that my car is only uh three thousand dollars and it was great and so it's like <laughs> i'm 35 and i've always just had such blessings when it comes to stuff like that <sighs> we we just bought like a Durango like five years ago for a couple thousand bucks and it's lasted us forever because we are also very blessed in that way where, you know, it's just, we work hard for what we're given, but we also don't work as hard because we work hard in other realms. Exactly. And that's a big question that a lot of people would ask me in on like on my account, how do we afford to do this? We can afford to do it because we really did think ahead we bought two different properties and flipped them, which was like a full-time job in themselves. We sold them and made a profit to be able to do all of this. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Uh, what time is it over there? Nine. Same time as you. Okay. Why is it so bright? Um, we are light until 10, 30, 11. Why? Because we're really high up. Oh, wow. It's a trip. It's a trip. And this is pretty dark for being nine o'clock. So about July 13th, it'll be totally bright until 11 o'clock at night. And then after that, we lose a half an hour every week. It's so sad because the winters here are so fucking dark. So dark. Oh, my God. What time does it start getting dark in the winter? Three. (gasps) Wow. You guys are like such opposites. No, when I moved. So I moved from Florida to California and I noticed that the sun goes down so early here. Like during the winter, it's like 430. I'm like, oh, my God. I hate it. I hate it so much. Except for next year. Next year, we don't have to change clocks. Just so Oh, yeah. 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 That's what they said. Um, but when I was younger, I loved daylight savings. I loved the winter because I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. So I couldn't do anything from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. So like Saturday nights were my night to go out because it wasn't the Sabbath anymore. And so when it was winter and sundown is at 5 p.m., I'm like, yes, Saturday night I get to go out and like hang out with my friends and everything like early on a Saturday night and have more time to hang out with my friends. But then during like, you know, once that's over, like during the summer, it would go down at like almost 9 p.m., like 8.30. And I'm like, 
Like at this point, all my friends have been hanging out, and it's like by the time I can go out, it's like nine p.m. It's so late. Like it wasn't so late, but you know what I'm saying? Like people are doing fun stuff all day on Saturdays, and like I yeah. had to wait till like nine p.m. to hang out with my friends. So I liked that. And then now I like the day and I'm more of a day person. I used to be just a night person because I worked nights as well. And now I'm like, I am work. I'm out in the sun every day working outside. I want to be, I look forward to my going to the park days. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm off. I'm going to the park. I'm so excited. Like I was annoyed that I had to come and do this live and because I was just laying at the park, but I was like, by the time I do the live, it's going to be dark. So go. So you feel like, you were in like a cult almost yes yeah 100%. i study religion i study religion because i lived in utah so i like oh I looked at all the different religions so i'm familiar with your religion jehovah's witnesses mormon because like i'm going there i should like know about them but it, it i want to know more about like how it felt culty like because you would so- have to go yeah that's crazy so in the moment, you don't feel like you're in a cult, of course, you never know you're in it. Um, but it wasn't, I, it's not a cult. It's, it felt like a cult in my own home because of my mom. Yeah. Um, I felt trapped in the body I was in. I used to, I used to um, read the, these books that were called Help, I'm Trapped in Blake's Body. So like, help, I'm trapped in my dog's body. And it was for like preteens. So it was like, help, I'm trapped in my dog's body, my teacher's body, my friend's body, like, I loved reading those books because they got to change their perspective, their point of view, see things from a different eye. And that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I wish I had been born into a different family because like I would get to see things so differently because I would ask my mom like, well, what about, cause she, she would say that like what we believed in was, was what was right. Right. And then I'm like, well, what about people who are like Indian or like Buddhist, like who are born in other countries and to other families? What about them? And she'd be like, well, no, it's just they worship other gods because they worship like these statues. And the Ten Commandments says, do not worship other gods, gods before me. And I'm like, yeah, but like they didn't choose that. Like they were born into it. So just like how I'm born into this, like they didn't choose to be born in that religion so why would God like condemn them? And she's like, well, in the end of days, everyone's going to know the truth and hear the word of God and wage it in her eyes. And I'm guessing in the Seventh-day Adventist religion is that everyone knows that like the Sabbath is really Saturday. Why would that be the saving grace? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I okay. And she'd be like, well, because Constantine changed the Sabbath from Saturday to sundown. A Saturday to Sunday because he, they were losing a lot of money because of the Jews not working, the Jewish people not working on the Sabbath. So it was all about money. And then they mix like church and state back in that. And the Roman times was when they, they fucking changed everything. And then they fucking, um, you know, the Seventh-day Adventists believe that the Sunday law will be implemented in the end of times. Sunday law meaning that everything will be closed on Sundays. You won't be able to like, or uh, yeah, like everything will be closed. Like those old old towns that don't serve alcohol on Sundays. Yeah, like that. That they they believe that that's what's gonna happen, and that we're gonna have to worship on Sundays. And like like we can't. So there's other countries like China. If you get caught practicing Christianity, you can get executed. Like there's countries that do not let you have the Bible. So they think that that's what's gonna happen to us. So it's like the Seventh Day Adventists. Like we're the, gonna be the ones prosecuted. Why are Christians so upset with being prosecuted? Like it's a weird fetish to have. It's like 
I, yes, I will sacrifice my life for God because they have this like superior, superior, uh, complex, superiority complex, superiority complex, I can say it, that they want to like give their life for God because they, you know, we believe that Jesus died on the cross for us. He sacrificed mm-hmm. himself for us. So we sacrifice ourselves for So anyway, the thing is that when Constantine changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday, that's when the Sunday law was implemented. Everyone changed and started worshiping on Sunday. Everybody started worshiping, going to church on Sunday. People started closing things down on Sunday. They don't sell alcohol on Sunday. Like that happened so long ago. I'm like, how do you not see this? And she's like, no, it's going to happen again. Like now, like everything's going to close. They're going to prosecute us for not for, you know, being Seventh-day Adventist. And I'm like, no, I, okay. Listen, the end of times has been happening for a very long time. It's not just now. It's been a long process of like years that we've been shifting. So when the book of Revelation talks about certain things happening, it's not all happening this closely. It's just was giving you the bullet points to prepare, to start looking for the warning signs. So that's what the book of Revelation was doing. So anyway, also we believe in, we're very big on the book of Revelation and, um, you know, preparing for the end, for the end days, which is, yes, it, somebody said it's been pretty accurate so far. It has. It has. But the thing is that they think like everything's going to happen like da 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 da. And it's like, there's been steps. Like it's been a slow progression that it's already happened. And that's why I say we're in the seven years of tribulation because we're like going through all this shit that's in Revelation. So we, we prepare a lot for that. The end of days. Mm-hmm. We believe in this. Prepare for the end of days. Huh? You guys, you are, that religion does prepare for the end yeah. of days. So my mom has like doomsday prepper. She has like a bunch of food. And so she's been like telling me forever to like stock up on food and stuff. And then she's like, if you guys need anything, like, oh my God, this is what they're saying is going to happen. Come back to Florida. Come back to Florida. And I'm like, no, like God did not allow me to move across the country. If something so horrible was going to happen, he would have stopped it. I don't think that anything horrible like that is going to happen. I'll be okay. And sometimes (laughs) I think, should I stock up? But then I live with my sister. My sister gets easily triggered by that stuff because she's like, I don't want to feel like I'm living with mom again. Mm-hmm. So I can't prepare. But then I was talking to JK Ultra and she's like, just buy a few stuff like canned food and water to last you like three months and put it under your bed. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a smart idea. I didn't even think about it. So we have like a year. Here. We have like a year in a shed. That's it. A year. Yeah. She's like, just buy like three months. Cause she's like, listen, if after three months shit isn't better, we're all going down. So who mm-hmm. cares? Like, just get like three months worth. I was like, oh, that's really smart. So I'm going to do that. Um, but she's like, but I don't think it's going to happen because we have to give that timeline energy. Like we have to create that timeline. So that's why I'm constantly posting my videos being like, guys, don't worry. Like we've already shifted into the new earth. All they're trying to yeah. do is prolong this timeline, the negative timeline, but it's not going to work. So just don't even worry about it. Like you guys are wasting so much time every day, stressing out. And that's what they want. Yeah. We're already in the new earth. We're not even moving to the new earth. Like we're already in it. We're, we've we're already- proof. And, and if you need any more proof, just go and look at some of us TikTokers. Like yeah. this is as much proof as we can give. You know that yeah. we're in a totally different earth than you. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I had a dream where I saw uh, what year was this? 26, 20, 2006. I had a dream where I saw myself 
I don't know if you saw this video. First it started and I and I drew it out and wrote it down in like um little comic strip. First I saw um President Bush talking in front of a large crowd of people. Second scene, I see President Bush with Jesus standing in front of him with an apple and a knife through it in front of the crowd of people. Then next scene, I am walking down a dirt road surrounded by bricks with myself, a guy and two other girls. And I'm walking down. And when I look up, I see a bunch of rainbows in the sky. And then we get to the end of the wall and it's closed off. And we hear a voice that says, just walk through it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, just walk through it. It was like Hogwarts. So I just walked through the wall, got to the other side. And I had to climb through this like dirt and gold castle, like a mountain. I climbed over it. And on the other side was like heaven. So I literally saw me walking into the new earth in, in a different, uh, in different imagery. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when I did my Akashic record, they were like, and then after that, um, sometime last year, I dreamt that um, at one point I dreamt uh, that I was in a spaceship and I saw the moon and the earth right next to each other and the earth looked brand new. It was very green, very blue and glittery, shining, very clean. And I, and I was in the spaceship and I was like, oh, wow, earth looks so good from here. Like it looks so pretty. So that was, I, this is before I knew the concept of the new earth. Then after that, um, when I was on shrooms, I did see myself in outer space in the galaxies. I saw myself also um, coming into water. So like I was born in in water. But now with my past life reading, I learned that I was water in the first de- um, element in the oh, first density. I was water. So that's why when I had when I was on mushrooms and I astral projected, I saw myself like in water. I thought it was a mermaid. I felt the water around me. I was gasping for air. I was like astral projecting through my time. So I started off in space. I came down from the spaceship. I was in water. I was like a fish and my moon is Pisces. And I was a water in the first element. And then um, I remember being born. I like saw myself like being born out of the water. And then I was born into a human. And then then it took me on that whole other trip of seeing a lot of um, sexual SA that happened with um, Disney, which I had no idea about at the time. This was my birthday last year. I also projected on shrooms and it showed me a lot of essay that Disney was responsible for. And I didn't know why. And I filmed the whole thing. Um, I I like to do it, uh, this stuff alone as well. Um, or with one person. And, um, I filmed the whole thing. I was communicating telepathically with the other side, but I was responding out loud and saying what I was seeing or what they were telling me out loud because I wanted to remember it. (laughs) So I filmed it. So I have like three hours of my trip filmed where I'm talking to them and they kept putting Disney, Disney, Disney in my head. Disney, Disney, Disney. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't stop thinking about Disney. What? I wonder if they did this on purpose in a lot of ways, too. Because a what? lot of people just now realize about Disney. That's crazy you say that. Yeah. But what do you mean on purpose? Well, like, well, not like, like the elites on purpose, but like. The other side, the, our mm-hmm. higher selves telling us about Disney, telling us about how bad things are. Oh, yeah. Well, I think because we want to, like, end this level, like, free guy. Yeah. When we want to end this level. I think there's, like, clues that we left for ourselves, which is what we're figuring out right now. I think. Oh, my gosh. That makes sense. The clues. Yeah. Disney is not really like what it's meant to be and it's so tough because like i'm going to disney in september 
Like my niece surprised us and is taking us to Disney. And I, I don't like Disney, but I want to go because I want to go and hang out and have a good time. Disney yeah. is not all that it seems to be. Like oh, there's Disney's a lot the of complete opposite of what you think it is. Yeah, Disney's evil. Not the great, like, and that's what I kept saying on my trip. I was like, what the fuck did you do, Disney? What did you do? What did you do? Because it wouldn't let wouldn't take Disney out of my brain. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't and I just started crying. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you did, Disney, but you did really fucked up shit. You're really fucked up. And all of a sudden I saw endless amount of children that Disney's lives has ruined. And I was bawling. I could feel all of their pain, all of the pain and suffering they've been through, how many lives they've ruined. And I was bawling my eyes out. And I was like, you're fucking evil, Disney. You are fucking evil. And they've taken my videos down when I talk about this. Um, And then this year I find out that Jeff Epstein and Disney were working together. 93. I I was in that rabbit hole in 93. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. I, I was a free thinker and alternative person, and my dad handed me a VHS called The Clinton Conspiracies, and he said, "These are the type of people you'll be worshiping." And I'm like, "I don't like them, and I don't like Republicans. Like, I just want to be myself." And it was all about Epstein. It was all about like white, uh, white water, which is the the land that uh, Bill Clinton's brother landed, and how they got in the White House. Like, it, and it showed the connection between the two. Yeah. Wow. I, and I, so, and I feel bad for all of the people that had to go through all of this in 16 and 2020, um, because I would have thought this is crazy. Like this is insane, but I knew about it in 93 and I was 13. That was my birthday present when I was 13. Was That's this insane. Be- mm-hmm. That's insane, bro. Said, yeah. A- huh? My parents said, pick a side. And I said, I don't want to pick a side. I, I don't like your side. I don't like their side. Like, I like my side. And they're like, yeah, that's not how it's going to be in this house. And I'm like, but that's how I want it to be. I don't. Yeah. And I that's when I knew about Disney. And I always said, I want to go to L.A. And my mom was like, no, don't go to L.A. They'll eat you a lot, literally. Because, <laughs> you know, I was like this blonde hair, blue eyed chick and cute little kid. And she's like, don't do it. <laughs> That'll ruin you. And so, you know, ever since then, I always knew that that there was so much corruption on either side. My dad's a politician in Nevada too. So you were like on the inside. Yeah. And then you put yourself there so you could break out of it and end that. (gasps) Wow. Now I'm out. Now I'm out, out, like out, like sometimes it's scary to be. I like, see, that's what I want because I feel like anytime I share my story about my parents to anyone, they're like, well, you know, this person did this to me and I still forgave them. And it's like, yeah, their trauma, of course, to them is way worse, worse, like Mm S.A. But it was like, you know, um, and of course, it's very valid, but I'm saying it's not real. It's not still happening. So like their S.A. happened when they were a kid. They have to heal that inner child. So that's a part that they can kill off. But when I'm still in the present and my parents are still doing the same things, then it's like, I don't have an option to just be like, oh, I forgive you, but then right. you're going to keep doing it, but I forgive you, but then you're going to, but I forgive you because I already did that the first 33 years of my life. Yeah. And then they didn't learn and they didn't stop. So at this point, the only way to, to, to save myself is to cut myself away from that situation because even if they really told me like we've had an awakening, like it would be really hard for me to believe. 
Yeah. I, just I think don't. about that. I think about that too. Alex, I think what if my parents were to call me up after six years and be like, Hey Kim, so we get it now. Like, we're so sorry. Like, I don't know how I would feel. And it's, it's, I'll just give you a real quick tidbit. I built a log home with them. So this is my second log home. Oh my gosh. My I love one, your log home. I, I love it. I think it's so cute. And I would love to move in with you one day. <laughs> I just, and it's sad because like they're missing out, like they're missing out on this such a cool, it's so fucking cool. I agree. And you know, I was just telling my sister this. I was like, wow, could you imagine having kids and like not wanting to know who they really are and just making them into a mini version of you? Like that's so, like get a doll. That is so boring. How cool is it to figure out who a person really is? That's so exciting. Yeah. I, and I do, I do think just like you think, I do think, oh my God, what if they called me? Like I, okay. During my Kundalini, it was a big thing. I saw them calling me. I had people defending me like, and now I kind of see that that could be a possibility because everything else that I saw has happened. And, um, now I'm like trying to come to grips with it before it happens so that I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I, you know, like I calm the nerves down um Jeremy's like oh I won't let them and I'm like I know but like you know at some point you gotta think about it and so I just think oh my gosh like it's hard not to think about because it's a possibility because it's something that you cannot control they can pop into your life at any moment especially if they have if they know your your address yeah well they don't yeah which mine do because I live with my sister and every day I fear that they're going to pop up. And that's something that I've had to like kill inside me, that fear. Because mm-hmm. that's something that I could be creating. And I don't want to create that timeline. They do. I don't want to create the timeline either. So I just really suppress it. So like when I went to Reno, I had not been to Reno in over a year. Because I've seen them in Reno because they live in a small town with my nieces, around my nieces. And um, we were driving back and Paris goes, uh, I call him Debbie. Debbie said, hi, you know, Grammy said, hi. And I go, Oh, she did. Like I, and then I immediately was like, Nope, Nope. I'm not attaching to that reality. Like this is my reality. I don't want to attach to it. And she's like, well, do you want to know anything else? I'm like, no, Paris, I'm good. No, I don't want to know anything else. <laughs> oh, I don't. And it's like, I'm trying not to block them. I just ignore it because like if there is a state of emergency and one of them ends up in the hospital, I'm obviously going to have to go. <laughs> like that's how, that's the place I'm still at. Like I still feel like I, I have a responsibility to them. And like, I really just want to let them go. Like I'm really like, I did Cambo and she was like, I want you to journal. And I just like was up till 3am journaling on my phone. But um, I, I went through and picked out some core memories because I mean, honestly, like, I could journal for the rest of my life about the shit that I, that, that you did to me that got me here, which I, in the end, have to be grateful for because I chose them and they are just playing their character and they are playing their role very well. But the thing is that I'm like, oh, I've shifted onto a new game. Like I, I, it's like, it's, it's like playing Mario brothers. It's like, I went from level one to level two and like, you're still level one. So it's like, I'm going to have to move on. You know, how do you ever feel about going into one of these without that expectation of healing that type of trauma? Like, so after my Kundalini, I started doing mushies and with a different intention, like I was doing them to heal. And then now I do them and I have a totally different intention when I go into it. 
Um, I honestly don't want that to be my intention. I feel like I'm still listening to other people telling me that I need to work on that. I think that because like in my heart, I honestly don't want to heal the relationship. Yeah. I want to just let it go. It's like being with a abusive narcissistic ex. Why would I ever want to have contact with you again? That's That's how I see it. That's your intention to go into is that you are just okay with being done. Yeah. And it's just hard. It's such a tough one. It is. It's taken me years, years, years. Like it, it can't be done overnight, but it, it you can't can... be done overnight. And honestly, mm-hmm. this is going to end up going on my YouTube and I know my parents are going to watch it. I'm so sorry that I have to, I have to tell you this way because you don't listen to me when I talk, you never listen to me. So at this point, this is the only way that I can do this. And I, I feel bad because I empathize with them. You know, I can, I can put myself in their shoes, whereas they cannot put themselves in mine. Yeah. I can put myself in their shoes. And Emily was like, that's what you have to go. That's what you have to let go of. You have this attachment to them still because I don't want them to think I hate, hate them. I, I love them so much that I'm doing this for all of us right now. Right. Cause you want to have some sort of normalcy with them, but I don't want to be in contact because (laughs) I don't believe that they'll ever change. Yeah. And they trigger me and I don't want to be triggered. And so my way is just to, out of sight, out of mind. And people are like, no, you have to like fight it and like overcome why? it. And I'm like, I already did in the first 33 years and it wasn't, it didn't get me anywhere. You well, know why do you fight it and overcome it? Why can't you just succumb and be okay with, I agree. you know, I agree. And I think society still wants you to like, well, let's face those fears. Let's not let that her inner child take over. And it's like, well, yeah, they didn't let me ever talk and they never listened to me. So they can listen to me now with my silence. My silence can do the talking for me. Do you feel like that will be like getting back at them in a way? Like, okay, this is painful and you're painful and I'm just done with it all? No, I'm not doing it out of um, resentment because then that keeps the karmic cycle going. I'm doing it because it's like, I cannot keep putting myself in the line of fire just because you don't want to be self-aware. You know, like I just can't do it. I've sacrificed a lot of my life for you. I mean, like I said, when I was a kid, I would read these books because I was unhappy with my life. Mm -hmm. And from the outside looking in and honestly, from the inside looking in, looking back, um, if you talk about it out loud, it wasn't that bad. Like I had everything I needed financially, materialistically. I had food. I had, I had a great upbringing from the outside looking in, but from my inside looking out, I hated everything. I was in my own personal prison because I couldn't um, express myself. Like I was obsessed with the yin yang sign and I didn't even know what it meant. And my mom was like, stop, that's not of God. It's like, do you even know what it means? It literally just duality. Like you don't even do your research and you just, My mom said stop wearing that because it was an embarrassment to our family. The yin yang? Mm Mm-hmm. How old were you? Twelve. Yeah. I was like around that age. Yeah. And I used to buy like necklaces, rings, and um, anything like t-shirts with the sign. And she would hate it. Hate it. I have all of it in a box in my shed. I don't have mine. I can't but wait to open up. 
like that 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 is what you said was such a valid point that maybe I wouldn't have gotten to where I'm at if I had accessibility to my past. Yeah, because it could have blocked you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, your higher self knew what was going to take get you here. Your higher the- self knows what you need. Mm-hmm. Somebody commented and was like, because uh, I talked about how religion is a man-made concept to, like, keep you trapped. And, pe- and somebody commented and was like, no, religion is what got me to God. And I'm like, well, whatever it takes to get you there. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm, like, you're in a different level right now. You're in the finding God level. You'll get further. You know, we're all on the same path. But a lot of people, when you're in that mindset, I just have to remember that um, I was in that mindset a few years ago. And so I have to not, I'm, I'm really working on not getting triggered with lower energies and not responding. Because that's a very big thing is responding back to like, it's like, I feel like I still have to prove myself because of, you know, my upbringing. My, my yeah. mom always thought I was like lying. I'm like, what do I, what do I have to lie about? I was literally the perfect child. I'm like, I did nothing wrong. Really? Well, I did lots wrong, but like, I, I didn't did lie not. about it. Oh my God. So when I was 13, my dad threw me in juvie for a dime bag. And I was the only white girl because I grew up in South Dakota. And I had to go to, like, solitaire for the weekend because the Native Americans did not like me. They thought I beat up their friend. And I'm like, no, I'm in here for weed. You know, like a pipe. And then then the dime bag, my dad left it on the table. And I grabbed the dime bag. And I threw it up in my dollhouse. But I didn't get the pipe in time that I borrowed from my friend. And they scraped it and found just tobacco. And so the judge reprimanded my parents and said, what a waste of time it was of the courts of the courts they shackled me like i walked in shackled man like i was shackled like a killer shackled like shackled my wrist to my ankles and i come in and i'm like laughing because i think the whole thing was ridiculous oh my god and then and then the judge reprimanded my my parents sitting behind me and then i started laughing even more <laughs> they hated you oh my god they hated me so much and then i was like i'm over this like please i said please don't send me home with them can cps get involved that's what i said i go can cps get involved because i don't want to go home with these fucking people Shut up. yeah oh my god how like, old are you 13 you're crazy 13 and then and then i like your soul's definitely older for sure oh my god so old one lady said she doesn't even know if i was ever here before oh you might have not honestly because you're so awake for sure yeah yeah you probably came straight here possibly because like they hated me my parents and sister hated me i mean they like had to drag me to my sister's pageants that I thought was just fucking ridiculous. Sorry if you're in pageants. Like, I think they're great. They give you money and stuff, but like, I just couldn't, I I just couldn't. And I couldn't fake it. Like that was my biggest thing. Now I'm really good at like kind of faking things, you know, if I have to be, but back then I'm like, I'm not faking it. Sorry. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I went out when I was 16. Well, I was 15 when I moved out. Like, the first time and then the second time I'm like I'm out I graduated high school when I was 16 and I'm like I can't live here anymore you people are crazy crazy wait wait where did you go live at 15 so I lived with one of my friends I moved out in November 
And then I moved back in with my parents um, in June after I graduated from high school because I went into my junior year and then I half of my senior year was my junior year. I don't know. I was I started school when I was four. Oh, wow. And then Dude, I- that's so cool. Like, I love hearing other people's stories because it's so different than mine. And I'm like, I can live vicariously through you. I would have loved to do all that. It and was I fun. Was- I liked it. I mean, I enjoy. So I moved out and then I moved to Oregon. Well, I moved to Seattle when I was 17 after I left my parents' house. I moved out and I lived in Rapid City, this little small town in Rapid City. And um, I lived there for like a year and I was like, yeah, I can't live here anymore. It's just too close to them. Wow. That's so cool. I wish. I was very trapped. Um, I got very into the deep sleep for sure because of religion, because my mom used religion to her advantage and like used God as a weapon and the Bible as a weapon. Mm So um, she would put the fear of God in me. But honestly, it was never the fear of God. It was the fear of her. I was more scared of her than God. I used to be like, I'm pretty sure God's pretty cool and forgiving. Uh, You are not, though. And I have to live with you. So I guess I'll just do what you say. And I hated it, but I just did it. But I also was very loyal and faithful to God. So I'm like, God, like this really doesn't make sense to me. But I guess if this is what you want. And so it was like, I was like, dude, I hate this, but I'll do it. Because if that's what God wants, I do love God. I never turned my back on him. And a lot of people, Mm -hmm. I hate you. Why did you let this happen? Why this? Why that? And I was just like. I mean, I don't get it, but okay, I guess this is what we're doing, you know? Um, and I would ask my mom, like, who created God? And she was like, that's your, you're going to have to ask him one day when he comes. My mom, my sister, this is a core memory for my sister. When we were little, like, we moved here when I was six. Um, so around that age, six to seven, my sister's two years younger than me. My mom, would we would all be laying down, like, on a mattress, and she'd be like, let's practice for the second coming when Jesus comes, like, what are we going to, how are we going to act? And how are we going to remember? And the trumpets are going to sound. The angels are going to come down. We're going to see Jesus. And then the dead will rise. Well, that's a little scary when you're like six years old. Why are you telling me that the dead will rise? And she would, she would like pretend. And my sister's like, my sister was you. This is so stupid. I cannot believe we're doing this right now. And my sister was literally like five. She's like, lady, I swear my sister's soul's older than me. And I think that she's, I mean, she has been here before and we're part of the soul family. And we, we, um, agreed to do this together. That's what my Akashic record said that we agreed to do this together. And we've been each other's moms in the past. And so this is how we came as sisters and she came after me, but she came to help me because I needed it. Like, honestly, I don't know what I would do with my sister. My sister is my rock. Like my mom gets so mad and jealous about it. Cause she watched my live where I said that we were each other's moms in a past life. And she mm-hmm. was like, I'm your mom. And it's like the ego. Yes. You have got to have an ego death. I wish she would do plant medicine. That's what it is. The ego death. That's, yeah. that's a big change. Yeah. yeah. Once you have your ego death, mm-hmm. dude, everything changes. Everything you see, everything from such a different perspective, and I don't really know how I had my ego death. I think it was, or if I think I've had it, unless there's more to go. Like there is, I'm sure there is. There's there always is. there always is. Yeah, there always is. We're always evolving, but I don't know when it started. 
Like, I don't know exactly the moment. Maybe when I had, when I started my awakening. Um, I'm going know. through a little ego death now. You are? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, just shifting, just shifting things. Like, it's, uh, we're not like, we're really over in our living situation. You know, we live in a travel trailer while we're building on our site and it's exhausting. And so, you know, it's like, you know, you're getting to that point where you got to, like you said, level up. Level up. So yeah. I feel like mine is that point. That's where I'm at. And it just kind of dawns on you. You're like, oh my God, I need to switch what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? And I can feel myself like gravitating, like I'm meditating more. Mm. I'm grounding more where like, for a while I wasn't I'm listening to different chakras I'm doing a lot of frequencies which I do frequencies whenever I'm going through an ego death like I know you on right now you know Rife he's not on here Matthew he's on he's on TikTok he the Royal Royal Raymond Rife he's on TikTok too Matthew Rife sorry (laughs) Royal Raymond Rife was his uncle I have no idea who they are so they created a lot of frequencies that's oh. like, that's like their jam. And TikTok hates the word rife. Like I've done it. I've had to censor it from all my stuff. So all my frequencies are rife frequencies, but I have to remove the word rife because he supposedly like cured the C word with, with frequencies. Oh and, yeah. I heard mm-hmm. about that. And then they so we're creating off. a frequency machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you're creating a machine, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not being paid to help them. I just want to help them. And then I'm like, well, can I at least get a machine for my time? He's like, sure. I'm like, cool, man. I'll do it. So this is the machine. Oh, and then what? How does so that go? That goes into like an MP3 player. And then you got like an app that does like the different frequencies. And then you change the frequency. So like, 582 hertz is for candida and so if you listen to that it helps kill the candida so but that vibrates do you have how do you like put it is it headphones or how does it work well this one it you put it on the area that you're trying to help or calm down and then um the big one he has a big machine let me see if i can find it in my notes here he has a big machine and that big machine you just set it next to you and it like vibrates through your water. Um, it can do multiple people like the big machine. And they're like $5,500 um, because they're medical grade. So I don't think it's going to show me because it's a video, but it's just like that only in a huge size. Wow. That's so cool. And so he makes those through the specs of what his uncle did. And then I did another frequency thing through Healy. It's like a whole, like, like you put them on mm. and then the, you change it and they like, read your aura. Oh my it God. reads your aura? Yeah, we should do one offline. Um, I guess you, like, you just tell me an intention and I hold it and then it'll tell you like your residence, like what, what's out of whack. And then also what your aura is, like what chakra you should work on. It's so cool. So I've been working on my root chakra 
because it says, you know, I've got a lot of trauma going on with my root and my sacral. But it's really cool and it's pretty accurate. I was like, okay, like how accurate is this thing? Yeah. But it is. It's pretty accurate. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then it keeps saying I have skin issues. And I'm like, no, I don't. I just got a tattoo. Oh, So I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Unless I was never a big frequency person until my kundalini. Wow. I found binaural beats back in like 2017. Like everything started in 2017 when my Saturn returned. Um, I like got a concussion and I... I don't know. I was just Googling stuff. And then I came across like binaural beats for a headache. I don't really remember how I decided to look that up. How did I hear about binaural? I have no idea, but somehow I ended up on binaural beats for a headache or a concussion. I listened to it and my concussion went away and I was like, this is really cool. So I started listening to other stuff and it started working. And I was like, and I started telling everyone about it. I was like, have you guys heard of binaural beats and frequencies? And they're like, no. Um, yeah, that's so crazy. Someone said that I should look into Reiki. So I want to do Reiki so bad. My mother-in-law does it. And oh I, so when I was going through the Kundalini, uh, it's not like a day thing. It's like a process. So it's January 3rd. I had my mini stroke and then I had my Kundalini at the beginning of February. And she was just, I was just starting it when she was here and she helped clear this area out. We went down to the ocean and got sea salt down the road because I lived near ocean water and we we made it and she did it all over me and I was able to start to like be verbal. I like lost the capability of my thoughts to my words, Um, showering, going to the bathroom, feeding myself. What? Yeah. Wait, who who did you say does the Reiki? My mother-in-law. Oh, your mother-in-law. Okay. Cause I thought you yeah. said your mother and I was like, wait, no, my mother-in-law. Oh, wow. That's so cool, dude. My, yeah. My mom's the bad crystally type. My mother-in-law is like the good, which you know, the, the light love and light. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what the whole yin yang thing that we were obsessed with was about was because we knew that we had to come here for duality purposes. And it was really to like, and it's like, yeah, we call it negative entities and this and that. But like, honestly, it's like everything has to exist to get us to the next level. So it's really not good or bad. It just is, you know, it's yeah. just it's part of the process. It's part of the game. You know, we have to have both to get to the next level. And then once we get to the next level, then we don't have to deal with the dark. Wait we till you deworm. Wait till you deworm, Alex. I'm so excited. I want you to deworm. I know. I just have to do the sample. Uh, the stool sample. I don't want to. You don't have to do a stool sample. You can just, well, you have to wait two weeks from the time that you, yeah. You want to see what's in your gut. And then as soon as you send the poop off, then you can deworm. Yeah. So I'm excited. But yeah, all this has been like super new to me, but I don't know what happened. It was like my brain broke. My brain was like, all right, it's done. And I just watched Kesha do an interview with Seth. What's his name? Seth from Saturday Night Live. He has his own talk show. Um, And she goes, yeah, like my brain broke. And I had this whole, like, I figured out the whole universe and had this whole thing. And I I saw it all. And then I I called my therapist and she goes, congratulations, you've had your awakening. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you're having your spiritual awakening. And she's like, yeah, so I guess 
now I've like really dived into it. And now I really want to connect with like ghosts because she always had that connection before. She's like, now I really want to connect to the other side and like find the aliens and Bigfoot. And I'm like, yes, queen, I love you. Um, and people in the comments were like, oh my God, is her therapist licensed? Like I would, I would fire my therapist if they told me I was going through a spiritual awakening. And I would comment it and I was like, what an amazing therapist who actually knows what's going on. I'm so happy that she has this therapist to confirm that she's going through a spiritual awakening. These people don't want to evolve. They just want to stay so stuck. They do. Okay. I'm going to go in five minutes. This was so fun. I enjoyed this. I know. This really was. And I'm so happy that we didn't even think we were going to talk about this. And it turned into so many different like topics to talk about. You didn't think we were going to talk about it. Oh, I am a very, I, I, I told you, I've been on multiple different levels of social media. This is my favorite, helping people with my knowledge. That's been my favorite. Yeah. More than politics, yeah. more than conspiracies, because I have this knowledge base and it's not go like I need to, I need to get it out. Like I need to tell yeah. people how to heal themselves without the medical matrix. Like I really you need- have like such interesting stories and it really sucks that you like, feel like you can't share them because you've tried for so long and they keep shutting you down but that yeah I just can't I like you're you literally have the best stories like it's crazy because it's like what I'm what I imagine in my head it's like you've lived it and so you can like Mm -hmm. tell me what it was really like that's so cool so fun and I I enjoyed it like I would not change anything I wouldn't change anything in my Maybe I would change not getting endometriosis and atomiosis, but then I wouldn't be able to help people with chronic illness because it made me, and I know I was put here at this timeline because chronically ill people understood what all of you guys went through in lockdown. And that, right. that was, that's kind of what propelled me was, look, you guys don't trust Western medicine. You don't trust the medical matrix. We, I get that. Like, I totally get it. I don't trust them either. They destroyed my body. I'm I'm not able to have a real life job again because my body's been destroyed by them. 13 surgeries, a hysterectomy, a botched one at that. I mean, at this point though, like it just makes it so that I understand how to heal people at a, at a personal molecular level, honestly, because I've been through it and that goes for all of it. You know, that goes for religion. Like I was a little religious for like a minute and then I lived in religion around Utah and, you know, it's just now it just kind of makes it like, I wouldn't change anything. That's, I guess what I'm saying. I wouldn't change a dang thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, even though I'm still in the process, I wouldn't change it because it really wouldn't get me to the point where I am now. Like people think I'm like so knowledgeable and I'm like, it's literally just, I put myself through this life so I could learn about this stuff. So then I could share it with you because yeah. like, everything just lines up too perfectly. That's like, it just, Mm -hmm. it it just, you couldn't write it better, you know? So it's like, it doesn't make sense in the moment, but when you start looking back and shifting your timeline, you're like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Like, how does the movie end? Yeah. That's what I'm so excited. And you know what? When I was little and I would watch movies, I would always think this is such an interesting spot of this person's life that we're watching. Like what happened before the before the scene started? And I would think, and what happened after the scene stopped? Because we just watched this person's life in the span of two hours for the span of two years in the movie. 
what happened before the two years and what happened after. I would always look at a movie as if it was real because I felt like our life was like a movie, mm-hmm. you know? Me too. And it, is. It, is. it is. It is. I sit back and I go, man, this is a crazy ass movie. Like yeah. sometimes I'd be like, when is it going to stop? Like, I know. I know. But- we really are living in a movie. Like every day with all this shit coming up, I'm like, day like we're in we're in the climax like you know what i'm saying like we're like right there where it's like the movies that the action movies that it builds up and then it's like the big fight scene right before it ends and the good guy wins that's the moment we're in right now we're in the climatic like the fucking cinematic scene like uh, like the fucking avengers going to war that's literally us right now and then it's like just to wait a little longer and then we're done and i'm like we're literally at the finish line we're so close and then when you shut it off, like I shut it off, right? Like I was very political. Some people, some of my followers know I was a very political, uh, anonymous political person. Um, I shut it off. So does that make me not in that movie anymore? You know, like that's how I kind of think of it too. Cause I'm not political anymore. I don't watch any news. I maybe catch up on some Insta news. Like I go to Instagram. I'm like, yeah, this is too much. And I shut it completely off. No, and I went through that phase too, as you know, like this, um, this page before it shifted to this was about exposing corporations and capitalism. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we all go through the process. We all start break- dismantling the system. So you went through it and then you shut off the door. You're like, I don't want to engage in this anymore. Now I'm on this side. Um, I, I literally am like right there. Like I just kind of shut the door on that side too, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's bringing too much negative energy around because people are too focused on all the negative stuff that's happening. That's like fighting the system in the way that I was last year of like exposing Mm -hmm. it. That was a part of my process, but now I've gone to a different part. Like I, I've, I've surpassed that level speaking out against corporations. That was a challenge that I had to overcome. I overcame it. Now I'm on this. And my guide said that me speaking out against Chili's was practice for this. That's mm-hmm. what it was preparing for. It was giving me the courage and the voice to speak out and the bravery. And even though like, I don't give a shit, but like, it just got me ready for this. That was yep. like a, it was practice. And so now I don't have to talk about that anymore because now I'm on a different level where like, that's the system that I'm like breaking out of. So I don't, be- I don't buy into it anymore. I don't buy into the bullshit. The, the yes, inflation is real, but like, it's going to be over soon. You know, well, like, and, this and is you a cycle. It's a cycle. And if you don't give it life or energy, it's like, it doesn't exist. And it's so, it's like such a different perspective to say it now. And I, and I only say this because I have money like saved up. Yeah. That's the only, cause if I had nothing, I wouldn't see things this way, but I set myself up to be okay in this moment right now. My higher self knew what steps to take to save for this. I have more mm-hmm. money than I, now than I've ever had in the, my entire life. Now, how, how has my bank account gone up with inflation? Like how, why in my spirit, my parent, my spirit guys literally said like, you're not going to have to worry about money. Like money's just going to come right? because you've changed your reality. Yep. So it's exactly like you said. It's not a stress. You're not lowering your vibration. And it's easy for us to say because we do have some abundance. But at the same time, tap for money. Like, do those things to bring your vibration up to the next level in order for you to feel like you're abundant. The feeling is what makes it happen. The more you think about it. Mm-hmm. And you can't hold on to it. This is something that on um, Road to Roses, Jonah said. She said, remember that all the nicknames for money are um, 
have to do with water. So liquid cash or like uh, liquid asset, liquid cash, um, cash flow, make it rain. She said it all reverts back to water because um, money is energy. Energy is fluid. If you try to hold on to money, it will slip through your hands like water will. So the more you hold on, the more it spills. If you just let it flow, it will always keep coming. And so that is such a good analogy that I'm like, I used to hold on to money as a tourist. I'm like, oh my God, I need to hold on to it. Like I can't spend it. Like I need to keep it close. Like what if one day I don't have it? And now that the minute I stopped giving it energy, it just started coming to me. And I was like, oh my God, that is such a good concept. You really do have that to let it go. That is a good concept. Yeah. The minute I start to stress about it, I, it, it that's when it stops. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The minute you put the energy towards it. 100%. Jeremy doesn't stress about it at all. Like he's like, I mean, the, he's, he's calm about it. And then I'm like, the universe will provide and it won't let you fail. Exactly. And like, yeah. it's already written. So no matter what, we'll be fine. Yeah. That's what I have to remember. Anytime I start to get stressed out with this app, taking me down and trying to silence yes. me, I have to remember like, girl, it's already written. Like, stop stressing. It'll be fine. Whatever's supposed to happen is part of the process. Remember that. Everybody's freaking out that they want to take TikTok down July 8th. July 8th. Um, first of all, okay, people are like, oh, well, in India, we didn't think it would happen either. Okay, well, here's the difference between India and the United States. India is not a capitalistic, fascist country like we are. Like, they're so obsessed with money. They're not going to let it go. TikTok makes too much money for them. Um. And also, like, it's just not going to happen because that's just not it's the timeline not. we're on. It's, again, just fear-mongering. They, it is fear-mongering. And they already tried this in 2020. Like, Yeah, they they're not, and it's, not, it's too big of an app. Like, literally, this is people's livelihood at this point. They, exactly. There's too many people that will fight the system to not have yeah. it come down because of the way that it's now operating as the number one app. Like this yeah. is the one place to be. And I have to remember that too. I appreciate you saying that because I am very shadow banned and it is what it is. Like I'm going to have breakthrough moments and then I'm not, and then I'm not going to be, and then I'm not. And it's just, yeah. it's the eps and flows of, of the app. I've noticed that they started deleting my likes and followers. And Oh my God. I watched them today. Delete comments in front of me. And I had a thousand likes and it went to 99.8. Yeah. Right in front of me. I'm right like, of, what yeah. the hell, man? They're doing it. People have told me. People comment on my stuff and they're like, oh, I've, had a, I've had to follow you 10 times this week. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, why, did, why am I seeing this video again? I've literally liked it twice already and it keeps popping up. I'm like, I'm like, I know. I can always tell when they're fucking with me. I'm like, don't don't get mad the people who want to hear the truth are finding you like they are mm -hmm. they look me up every day so people tell me i come every day to look for your stuff because i know what tiktok is doing and because i'm vocal about it i think that really helps i yeah. don't lie i don't i don't keep it in i always tell people hey tiktok is hiding me this is my other socials um this video got taken down they didn't want me talking about this like i'm always exposing them but, you know, they're still deleting my shit, which I, I should be at a million already. Thing. I got five accounts on it. This is my 30th account, Alex. I'm at I 30 now that. on social media. Like I cannot believe that. I have a lifetime ban on Twatter. Like, I, I'm okay with it. Like, I don't ever want to go over there. But I have four accounts on Insta backup. But I had multiple accounts. I've been banned. I was permanently banned on Insta in March and permanently banned on this app in April. And I've had I think. four huge creators come talking to me 
because I've got all of the emails now how to get unbanned. Mm, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they're so mad at us being somebody said they hate when we be adults. And it's like, it's true. We're just being adults. Like we're just <laughs> having grown up adult conversations. Like we're not kids anymore, guys. Like move on. And also like, you're going to die in like 10 years. Why the fuck do you care what the next generation does? <laughs> all I, all I keep thinking is like, they're going to die soon. And so I don't give a shit what they say because eventually when they're dead, why would we fucking still follow those rules? None of us are on their page. None of us. That's what I'm saying where things evolve. Like, yeah, the people with that mindset will die off. They're going to be the minority. Who fucking cares what rules they put on right now? In 10 years, it won't matter. We're going to be running the, the thing. So, like, who, who fucking cares? It's like, let them die off thinking they won. Fucking delusional. It is. Oh, Dee says herbal knowledge is the biggest secret on Turtle Island. Herbal knowledge, like, I didn't know. I thought, oh, I'm going to I'm going to go from the political realm over to this all natural. This is the harder realm, man. This is a harder. Oh, 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 yeah. And understanding like what I can and can't say. And luckily, I have the the smartest followers because I'm like, yeah, I can't say the I word, which is the horse pace because it all involves parasites. I can't say the M word, which is I can't say the art. And people are like, okay, okay. You know, because they're point. adults. Yeah. Like no children are watching you. Okay, yeah. it's all adults, so we can all put the pieces together. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Some of us can't, but some, you know, for the most part, the people who are on your frequency can put the pieces together. Yeah, there's always going to be those stragglers that are like trying to see, like peeking in, and it's like, not yet. Give it time. Oh, that straggler! The straggler that had 1.3 million followers that was like blasting me. I. I used the wrong word. I used almost all. I should have just said root cause. My bad. I'm sorry. I can't. Or sometimes. Every single word. I mean, it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, again, challenges. I have had so many challenges on this app. I mean, it's like, I'm like, I thought I was done with this one. You know, (laughs) every time I think I'm like done with a challenge, it comes back even more. And I'm like. And it, the, the thing is that it's like when you stop giving it life, that's when you level up to the next challenge. So, yeah. So I've noticed through my TikTok career of two years, when I've given life to something, it only gets worse and worse. And then when it's like, I'm going to just let it go and not give it life anymore, not give it this energy and thought, the situation fixes itself, betters itself, whatever needs to happen doesn't ha- occur anymore so when i get frustrated with tiktok taking my videos down and i'm so angry the the more i give it life the more get taken down the more i think about it the more get taken down you saw i had seven in a row yeah and i said you know what it'll be fine because then they started coming back up so i was like it'll be fine it'll be mm-hmm. fine so now when they take it down the other day they took one down and i was like oh here we go all right in two days it'll be back up it was up in five hours so it's like, once I stop caring, yep. the faster my manifestations happen. You know what I'm saying? I do. I got to remind myself, because I was banned November, December for a week, every month for a week. And then they permanently banned me in April. And then last month, I was like, oh, this is great. This is what it feels like. And then June, they let me out. Like, like oh. I had the video that had 300,000 views in like an hour and we sold like 300 kits in 24 hours. I totally buried Erica, my, one of my, our, our production team. And it was kind of a blessing, but not. 
And then now I'm like here again, but at least I have my account. So that's kind of like yeah. my process behind it. And I haven't been suspended yet. So Good. I have an account warning on mine and I should have already hit a million because they're really slowing down my shit right now. I can tell because they know I'm about to hit it and they're mad because the closer yeah. I get to the goal, they're like, fuck, we can't. If we take her account down now, it's like so obvious. Like she's very much exposed us. And it's like, not that I don't think they would care, but it's like a lot of people would come after them because I have a lot of people that care about my content. And yeah. me stay. So I, I, I feel like my following, um, at least 30%, uh, 30, um, at oh, least I'm sure. 30% is loyal, loyal. And following. you, and I have a way. So my following got my account back. I really? Mean, I, oh, yes. Yes. I have multiple emails directly to TikTok. And in one day, they receive like 10,000 emails. Oh, my God. And I know how many people clicked because I have other accounts. But I also have a website. And it shows because it's a business site. And it shows how many people clicked on that link. And I had two different links. And I had my link tree. So my followers, which I owe everything to, and that's why I do giveaways and I'm gracious with my time because they got me this account back in wow. six days, six days. Like that's unheard of. There's people that have been going six months. Yeah. So, so but tens of thousands of messages were sent, was sent to TikTok. When I was, um, I don't know if you saw me back then, but I was exposing, um, Malik this TikToker who has almost a million followers and might be already at a million followers now but he was um he was grooming kids through his videos and I found him and he was gearing his his age is set to under like 13 but he's 27 Ew. And it was yeah and he presents himself as like under 18 so his settings are set to um young and so when so what I started exposing him because he started like fighting with me in the comments of a DoorDash video. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy? Click on his thing and see he has like 800,000 followers. I was like, why the fuck is this guy arguing with me? I mean, me now with almost a million arguing with people. But I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then I started watching his videos and I noticed that they were geared towards children. And then I started looking at the photos in the background. There were subliminal messages of like a, a guy on all fours with a leash around his neck, like a lot of rings. And I'm like, oh, this guy's like involved in shit. And I started exposing him and TikTok threatened to take my account down. Um, and Instagram. Both of them, when I talked about him, both threatened to take my account down. He had his Snapchat linked in his bio. And he would always talk to little kids. Like all of his comments were like eight-year-olds, like five-year-olds. Like, I'm like, why are these children on TikTok? I have everything highlighted in my stories on Instagram. It's Malik, Malik and Malik. I'll go watch through that whole process, um, I ended up contacting the FBI because I'm like, this is internet crimes against children. I, I went viral because of that, because, um, he contacted aunt Karen and, and told her that I was being racist against him. And so he put himself in the own trap because then she came to me and asked me my side. And I was like, Oh my God, amazing. I've been trying to get a contact with you here. This is all the evidence. Good yeah. for you, Alex. But I was yeah. like, he's actually lying about his age. He's 26 years old. He was like saying he was in the witness protection program. He was he was presenting himself as a minor. 
And we, we like, I got like all these people, like and they kept taking all my videos down. It would be up for like 30 minutes and people would like see it and it would go viral really fast and they would take them down. And so people started like finding me any way they could and were like, what is going on? And then I found, I had somebody that was like, I can get his records and like looked him up, found where he lives in New York, his age. He's like, he's lying. He's 26. We found his Facebook. We found all this shit. And I started exposing everything and his whole fucking like matrix started crumbling because he was only talking to kids this whole time. And he was trying to argue with a grown ass adult. I'm 35 and he's trying to like treat me like I'm one of these kids. And he's, he went onto my, I blocked him on TikTok. This is what started the whole thing. He, he argued with me. I blocked him. I told him to go back to his little kid followers because he looked like a kid. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were a child. Like go back to your children content. And then he got mad because I called him a child. After I blocked him, he went to my Instagram, started sending me voice messages, threatening me. And he was like, I'm going to have your whole account taken down. Like, I'm going to contact everybody that I know at TikTok and have your account taken down because you're crazy and you're, mis- you're you're lying to people about fucking DoorDash. I'm like, why are you so defensive over DoorDash? <laughs> so all that so all that did was make me deep-dive him. And then I got banned for playing his voicemails. His voice messages, I posted them on TikTok. They banned me. They took my videos down right away and banned me because I he turns out he had hundreds of accounts in the ages of minors. And when minors report you your videos get taken down right away and he had hundreds of accounts i found hundreds of twitter accounts of instagram accounts of facebook accounts of tiktok accounts that he makes for himself he buys all these bots all these followers and um and that's how he has this many followers but he's using it to groom kids and then he was talking to minors on snapchat and so he ended up he was getting mad that i was exposing him And then he ended up contacting Aunt Karen. And at this point, it's like my videos were going viral, but taken down. So people were finding me and giving me the info. So when she Mm -hmm. found me, I was like, oh, my God, I've been looking for you. Yes, I've told my followers to tag you in my videos. But she didn't come over because of my followers. She came over because he went to her to expose me, a white lady, being racist against him. When was I racist? I said, you're a child groomer. Okay, so then she comes to me and before, thank God she asked me for the information first and then just start blasting me. With that oh, note. that's good. I was going to ask that. So she asked me, she was like, hey, because she started getting the tags after he, he contacted her. She was like, what the fuck's going on? And I was like, oh, my God, Aunt Karen, like, I've been looking for you. And she was like, she followed me so she could message me. She's like, what's happening? And so I told her my side and she was like, wait, because she was like ready to jump on his on his bandwagon. Right. Because you he saved her. He, and I was like, no, 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 here you go. I got the, I got the receipts. And she was like, oh. And so then she turned it on him and was like, no, this is what we have. Da, 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 da. And he was like, oh, you're going to let this white lady like, b- like brainwash you. She's gaslighting you. And she's like, I can see the records. Like you're a 26 year old man. Guess what? And he was like, oh, this is, if you pick her side, this is going to ruin your TikTok career. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay. Makes a video. And makes a video. And so I went viral for that situation. I gained like so many followers on Instagram. People started coming to Instagram to follow me because all the videos kept getting taken down on TikTok. So I started putting them on Instagram. And then we all became this huge fucking search of for the FBI. I had hundreds of people messaging me. I found this about him. I found that about him. I knew him when I was younger. He did this. He did that. He's lying about this. He's lying about that. And I'm like, I have all this information. I'm like posting everything. And everybody's like, I know this, I know that. And then I had people who were defending him. And then I'm like, it went so crazy that people were like, I did a whole deep dive. I found this video of him. He had a fucking like corn site, corn photos that were on Twitter. He, I think is, um, I think he's gay or at least, he, I don't know. He, he had, a, I found his YouTube 
His YouTube video was how he lost his V card at eight years old. I'm like, hey, buddy, that's SA. So he had all this. And so I was exposing everything. And everyone was like, oh, my God, like he's grooming kids, blah, blah, blah. Then a teacher comes to me and tells me my 13-year-old in my classroom showed, um, told me that he was messaging her. So then the, then the parents found out and had a case open against him with the police department in their town. So then I called and a bunch of us called the, F the FBI Internet Crimes Against Children. And then they were like, we already have a case open against him for like messaging minors. So I don't know what's going on now. I had to let it go because I was like, TikTok was threatening to take all my shit down and Instagram. And I got a violation on Instagram, which I've never had. And I was like, I just have to let it go now. Like, I did my part. I exposed what I could. TikTok was threatening me so bad and, and giving him all these follows. I'm like, he's in this ring with these people. And his Snapchat had the pizza in the back. And he was like, I, I, I found I YouTube. Did he have that hot dog in his mouth? Oh, my God, Alex. Yeah. yeah. I started seeing all this stuff. And these are, like, downloads that I would get. It's like, I know that it took me to the direction to expose something because the more I spoke out, then the more I could mm -hmm. get to this level. So he, it was like this whole saga of him trying to defend himself, people attacking him, telling him he's a P word. Um, and he's still on TikTok. They haven't done anything. So I don't know. I'm like, like, I've seen it. I know who he is. I know. I don't like, like, I don't go over. I don't, I, yeah, I've never like followed him, but that's insane, man. And I was like, nobody's seen this because he's gearing it towards children and parents aren't seeing that stuff, especially because he said his age to a minor. And then, and then once I started talking about it, parents started telling me like, oh my God, he showed up on my kids, like for you page. My kid had seen him. Like I blocked him. All the parents were blocking him and he was getting mass reported and they still want to take his stuff down. And then, um, he said he was going to like prove me wrong and that I'm a liar, even though I had all the evidence of everything because I was only up to people on my side. Anyway, the point is that they took down my account and I made everyone email TikTok and write to TikTok. And so they mass wrote to TikTok as well during that time. And TikTok wrote them back and was like, oh, you guys, she has to just like appeal, submit an appeal. And then they like left me alone because I was like, I'm telling everyone what you're doing and the FBI is involved. Stop fucking taking my videos down. And that's where I met the TikTok advocate who's like really big on this and just hit a million. Her, me, her, and Aunt Karen all went live and talked about this. And now her and I are that's really cool. Huh? See, that's cool. I didn't, yeah. there's a TikTok advocate. What's her name? Um, it, her TikTok name is called the TikTok advocate and her name oh, is Katie. Katie. She just Katie. hit a million. Yeah. And we met when she was at like 400 or 500 K. Um, she's really big on a, essay um awareness and advocates for that because she mm -hmm. was a part of it so she's huge on bringing attention to it and um she was interviewed by forbes magazine and something she just came out with an article right now too um yeah there's a bunch of people she's getting a lot of attention right now so i'm so excited for her because she's been fighting they've also taken her account down and she fought for it and got it back because she's like we see what you're doing yeah yeah. So, and they're going to get in trouble. And then I also met someone who worked for TikTok, who was a TikTok moderator. So she knows all the shit that's going on. Braun Law is who like helped me a little bit. I didn't hire her, but she's a lawyer. She got, do you know who Jesse Lawless is? No. She has like a million followers. She lost her account and she hired her. And then like Jesse helped me. And then there's a couple other people that helped me that have a couple, couple million followers. 
Because, I, I mean, my account is just, like, little and innocent. It's like, what the hell? This is, like, the most minor account I've ever had. Like, the calmest. I know. But, yeah, I messaged her. But um, she was, like, wanting me to, like, set up a session with And I was like, well, my account's still up. So I'm not going to pay for anything right now. I just wanted to know, like, what to do. <laughs> if, because they're banning me. Like, you know. How do I fix this? Yeah. But I'm just like, okay. At this point, I'm selling stuff now. So if it gets taken down, it could be like you're fucking with my income lawsuit. Yeah, I think that that's how mine was like, because I have another account and I'm like, look, like TikTok, this is like my business, you know? Yeah, it sounds crazy, but it wasn't when I got on TikTok, it wasn't intended. I just it was so exhausting to constantly talk about other people's products. And I never made a penny, never right penny. Paragard would not pay me. Zoller didn't pay me love your guts and pay me like I really did it for that but then it then I needed to turn my attention because we're building a house you know and I have the knowledge so I really felt like it was important for me to be able to bring a good product up front and be like here but it was exhausting because I would it, I would spend like 60 second videos talking about my entire parasite cleanse my deworming and it was so overwhelming and it was so expensive. It was like $250 to do everything I was doing. So why not create a kit that I can create and other people can afford? Yeah. For like $100 for a binder, which is helps pull the toxins out. And then a Candida Parasite and Heavy Metal Cleanse for 100 bucks. You can't beat that. And it, it was never for gouging. It was like you really cannot buy all these cleanses for a hundred dollars and yeah. I wanted to go less but the products the the amount of time we spend putting it together is why I had to put it at a hundred because I wanted to go less than a hundred yeah. but there's just no way so you should you should have a little monetization when it comes to this app you know they don't pay us they don't pay us at all like I yeah. make nothing from TikTok no exactly so I'm like if you take my shit down like now you're messing with my income because i am talking about my mm -hmm. merch and, you know talking yep. about all of this stuff that now are affiliate links that are helping people i had to tell i have 30 affiliates and i had to i had to individually email all of them because i saw one of my affiliates evan i was like 95 percent of his business yeah and i had to send those messages it was embarrassing it's like hi <laughs> So I know I'm a huge part of like your business and I'm really sorry, but apparently I pissed someone off. And so they decided to take my whole account down and ban me and apologize. And, you know, it was like, you're messing with my business as well as other people's business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that way because when I was doing the, um, expose the pepper, the chili stuff, and I was working with restaurant opportunities centers United, they were constantly like, how's your account looking? Can we post a video about this? How long is your ban? And I'm like, I'm really sorry, guys. But like, mm -hmm. what, what got your attention is the same thing that's getting my videos taken down. So I, yep. I control it. if you want me to keep talking about this stuff, my videos will keep getting taken down. And you're just gonna have to be patient until they're back up. And I'm not banned anymore. So it was something that we had to work around. And it was just like, if that's the path I'm on, these are part of the consequences. So you know? And I, I feel like now I think, you know, most affiliates are realizing it, but th that's just because they're seeing what the forced TikTok is. Right. But just last year when I was being taken down, I lost two contracts when my account was permanently banned. 
two contracts that I was actually really excited about joining with the companies. Yeah. Yeah. I had a company reach out and then they saw that I had um, been banned and they were like, Oh, never mind, Cause it's like, we can't guarantee that you're not going to be banned. And I'm like, I can't guarantee you either. <laughs> Oh, all right. We're all just riding this horse until yeah. either And honestly, I don't give a shit. Like, I'd rather speak out than get money. Yeah. Like, Same. this is so much more satisfying. Like, fuck your money, bro. Fuck your. I. You think a, a sellout is gonna come out of this mouth? I like I the know. samples. I don't like with ripe. I'm not getting paid. I just want like I just want to try it. The same yeah. with Healy. I just want to try it. I send it back to my friend Laura when I'm done. And then there's like. And then I buy a bunch of my stuff, like water drops. Oh, my God, they're really good. Um, I buy a lot of my stuff. Mary Ruse, they they wanted to be an affiliate. I'm like, no, I'd rather just buy it. And then I'm not obligated to talk about it. And if I am, it's, like, legit. I, like, bought it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's exactly how I want to do my stuff. I don't ever want to talk about something that I'm not, like, that I don't actually give a shit about. But yeah. somebody asked, what are water drops? Oh, my God, go look them up. So they're, like, these, um, you put them in your water. And they have like vitamins and stuff in them. They're here on, they're on Ticker Talker. I saw them on Insta, but like, they're super fun. They're like these little tablets that you put in the water and it gives you, this one is, um, this flavor is pomegranate, a joji berry and lime. And it like, just gives you like plant medicine. And to drink? Yeah, you just put it in your water and it flavors your water. Oh, and then is it plant medicine to like microdose or like, like just get you vitamins for people that don't like water. I love water, but I wanted to try them because I watched their like Insta and I'm like, ooh, this looks fun. Yeah. Someone said, are there like different kinds for energy and stuff? Yes. Yes. They have a whole bunch. They've got a boost. Oh yeah. They've got a ton. That's so cool. It is. And then, like, I do, like, heavy metal foot detox pads. My friend sells those. I don't know. It's just kind of fun. Like, I buy a ton of stuff, though. I have, like, a whole little account that's just for buying content so I can see what I like and if I want to reach out to the company later to be an affiliate with them. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we've been on here for way longer yeah. than Hollywood me. <laughs> This was fun, Alex. We have to do it again. I know. We really do. It's just that I hate planning lives because I always like to be in the moment. Um, But I'm glad that we did it because I found out so much cool shit about you. I had no idea. Same to you. fun. I feel like we're like from the same place. We are. We really are finding our soul family. So it's never a coincidence, you know, when you click with people. Yeah. And you have, and everything resonates. You definitely like, oh my God, we're probably from... Wait, you're from Vega, though. But I yeah, wonder, I'm from okay, Vega. So with my reading, um, one of them said I was from um, Sirius B, but originally from the Andromeda Galaxy, and that I that I gravitate a lot towards Pleiadians because I've worked with them in the past to do essentially what I'm doing right now. So I've done this before. Um, and then I got my Sam the Illusionist reading, and they said that I was um, from Pleiadian. I was Pleiadian or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's so weird because I got another reading. They said I was from Sirius B but that I connected with Pleiadians because I've worked with them before. And they were like, and he was like, yeah, that's because there's multiple possible timelines. You could have taken all of them to get to where you are now. And I was like, like you could have jumped timelines. And I was like, oh, that's true. Because our soul, our energy essentially splits up into so many different parts to experience different things at once. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I could have. And then the fact that they both mentioned the Pleiadians, I was like, okay, that makes sense. So that's so crazy. And then you're from 
Vega, which means that you have been around longer. Long time, long time. Yeah, I know. I don't, this is, people like my lives because this is where I talk about stuff. My videos are just. Your videos, I know. I wish you could talk about this stuff. I know. I know it sucks. And and in fact, I almost went on my other my other my other account to talk with you but i'm like no i'm just gonna let it ride it's gonna be fine (laughs) what's your other account i i have a whole bunch just because it's easier if i this is like my main account you know yeah so yeah i know i'll try i the the tree thing i stepped out of my comfort zone on the tree thing and that was fun oh i did the tree thing today so i'm gonna post that too okay i'm excited (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited. All right. Well, I'm so happy we got to talk. Sorry, guys. A lot of people want me to stay on and talk about more stuff. I've been on live for three hours, so I'm going to get off and get to bed because I haven't slept well. Yeah, I'm going to go too. Normally, I stay after, but I'm going to. I'm going to go. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you guys for hanging out. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. Have a good night.